We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Going up, Ashley Simpson, right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hello, and welcome to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Jolie. And I'm your host, Leah. Welcome back. We are back to discuss Newlyweds Decorate, which is not as iconic, I would say, as Buffalo Wings or Chicken of the Sea, but it certainly includes a very interesting fight between Nick and Jessica. So I think it's important, (laughs) even if it's not iconic. Yeah, we definitely get a couple great Jessica-isms this episode, so I'm excited. Thank God. (laughs) So first, we're going to get into the latest news with Ashley and Jessica, which I think for the first time in this podcast, I actually have articles about both of them that are new. So yay. The first thing I have to say is that Joe noticed us. Very exciting. He liked one of our posts. It was the post that I made about the Operation Smile West Coast Gala from 2003. There are some really cute pictures of him and Jessica from that event. And I very conveniently left Nick out of the pictures, even though he attended it with them. Casual. (laughs) And I think that is probably what helped Joe notice us. I mean, I tagged him. And I wonder if he'll listen to the podcast. For some reason, I feel like he would. So if you are... Hi, Hi, Mr. Simpson. (laughs) We love you. Thank you so much for raising our two favorite people. You did a great job. Give yourself a big pat on the back. Yes. So Jessica posted that adorable picture of Birdie. Oh my gosh. So cute. She's wearing like a little bikini or something. (laughs) Oh my God. She's such a little angel and I'm just like. She's strutting it. Yeah. I love Eric's post. He's so cool. He's always posting about meditating and taking care of yourself. He's amazing. And he showed the outside of their house yeah he built i don't know if him and jessica did it together or he did it or whatever but there was an obstacle course outside for the kids which like oh my god my mom used to set up kickball for me outside and i thought that was the coolest thing in the world if there was an obstacle course yeah it's not even like a jungle gym no it's a whole obstacle course which like being that young you need that much energy you need to just get it out (laughs) yeah so and i can imagine jessica having her work at home meetings for the collection and being like eric if you do not get these three outside right now (laughs) i'm going to die (laughs) and he's like okay he builds an obstacle course because he's eric so eric do you have a brother because i would like to meet him anyway (laughs) you know where to find leah ashley and jessica at (laughs) gmail.com So Jessica did an interview with Shape Magazine. Ooh. She did this interview, which I think it was in conjunction with her brand deal. She has eczema. So she takes this medication called Eucresa. She's, I guess, promoting that. And she also talked about her family. We're going to talk about Ashley's brand deals too, which I think is really funny. She's doing like a hundred of them. But I think Jessica, she doesn't really do them that much. So I feel like this is really 
legit. And if I did have eczema, I probably would yeah. give these people a call. So one of the things that she said in this article is that she uses red light therapy on her skin. Interesting. And she says that now she's 40 and she said that when she was 38, she had more wrinkles than she does now. And so she's become obsessed with it recently. And she basically, uh, let me explain if you don't know what red light therapy is. It's this mask that you buy mm. and it's like electronic. You plug it in and then you put the mask on your face. It's very eyes wide shut, <laughs> like <laughs> futuristic, weird kind of mask. And then there's this red light that comes out of it and it hits your skin. It's supposed to be completely safe. So some people will do it multiple times throughout the day. The more you do it, the faster it works and the better it works. It's in a mask shape. But Jessica said that she's become so obsessed that she puts it on her boobs, her stomach and everything because it really works. So I definitely Googled how much is a red light mask. (laughs) So I'm going to, I think, buy one of these red light masks. And because she wasn't promoting that. She didn't like name a brand or anything like that. She just kind of said it. So I feel like that's even more of a legit recommendation. Yeah, like the two hand in hand are super helpful. Mm hmm. Well, I think I could speak for everyone who listens. Let us know how that goes because, (laughs) (laughs) because like we're all going to age. That's inevitable. But like, why, you know, not do it just a little bit more gracefully? Exactly. Once again, I appreciate Jessica just being like transparent, straightforward. Yeah. So she said in the article, when I hear my kids cackle, it's the most healing sound. It's contagious. My whole family starts giggling together and it's like some form of happy laughing therapy. She said that with Maxwell, she likes making rice crispy treats together. We eat half the pan and then the boys get jealous, she says. Family is everything to me more than anything. I want to teach them morals and values and to keep them safe but not afraid. I thought that was a very profound thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) Safe but not afraid because, I mean, I love my mom, but she always used to tell me when I was younger, she would say very sternly and very scarily, like, if you leave my side, somebody will take you or something like that. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, okay. Now, I didn't leave her side and here I am intact. So thank you, mom. (laughs) But I was a little scared and I did sometimes have nightmares about it. So I think that's a good way to say it. It's healthy. Yeah. It says... Simpson balances togetherness by making sure to spend time alone, which has helped her stay creative and calm during a ridiculously chaotic time. And so this is so weird. I love being parallel with Jessica because I haven't journaled in so long and I haven't written anything out in ages. I have like a secret online journal that I have been writing in since I was 15. So not religiously. It's like I'll write in it religiously for a week and then six months later (laughs) I'll have a post and stuff like that so but I was thinking so many people recommend journaling and now that I saw this I'm like maybe it's a sign it says she takes pen to paper which she's done from a young age now we all know that she's always done this from her book but now that she's mentioning it again I don't know it's just like inspiring me to maybe Mm -hmm. get a journal it says it gets my thoughts out and lets me face them on paper I know I can't carry the weight of the world and those thoughts all the time After a busy day of taking care of everyone, this clears my mind so I could have a restful night of sleep. That's cute. I like that. Yeah. Do you do that? I feel like you do. I do. I have a 
journal it's really cool it's like celestial so like i'll write on that kind of like my everyday and then after a while i'll kind of look back at it and i haven't written on it in such a long time but like depending on like what's really been on my mind if i wrote something that like really has me inspired i'll make my blog post about it Mm -hmm. but that's kind of like more so like me putting something to bed being at peace with it i don't want to talk about it anymore Mm -hmm. and just like or like i really feel like i fully acknowledge now what i was supposed to learn from that because i feel like sometimes like there's just some things take long before you're fully accepting of like both sides of it Mm -hmm. so yeah it's cool though I like that though promote your blog what is it (laughs) I haven't written on it in such a long time that's okay you will soon Um, (laughs) it's celiasalina.com so c-e-l-i-a s-e-l-e-n-a dot com where does that name come from so as i've talked about before i'm cuban so after the singer celia cruz she was like a really big artist she always wore like really colorful i guess the best way to explain it is like cuban lady gaga like just like big hair outfits colorful was just out there and then selena quintanilla the mexican singer who like i just love her and her passion and like her heart and like i still watch interviews about her i like I just I love her so much and it's like these are two women who like inspired me who like I just really loved Mm -hmm. you know like the women that they are and that they showed themselves to be are the type of woman that I'd like to be myself. Well since this is a pop culture podcast how do you feel about Selena and JLo's portrayal of her? Okay, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> this is going to get like... Shady? No, not, no, no, not shady. So I love JLo's portrayal of Selena. Like she spent a lot of time with Selena's family previous to this. I feel like though with the Netflix series, people are like just hating on the girl who's portraying Selena now, Christian Saratos. They're like, oh, well, she's not good and she's not this and she's not that. But it's just like the issues that people are having with the series. The only valid one is that the wigs are bad. But the other things like they're talking about, oh, it's not enough about Selena. It's more about the family. It's like, yes, but that's what it was. It was a family unit. Like her brother, A.B. was writing her songs. Patricia Suzette played the drums. Like mm-hmm. the dad put them together. So yes, as a unit, like it, he, they're exploring everything that was going on at that time, not just Selena. Mm-hmm. And also Selena's sister produced the entire show. I don't know what they want. It's not like Joe Schmo from the middle of nowhere is doing it exactly or like some people are like oh well she doesn't look enough like selena i think she looks all right but it's more important that the story is as accurate as it can be and i say that because pretty much right after she died her dad made her husband chris sign over pretty much all of his rights to anything selena related and chris was just like so depressed he's like okay chris had initially wrote a book and it's called to selena with love and he talks about like all of their moments together and like like really sweet things like her family was the jehovah's witness so one year for Christmas, they didn't put Selena's presents under the tree. They put it in like her mom's room um, and they didn't use like any th- Christmassy themed wrapping paper because they didn't want to force their beliefs on her. But like that was like her first time like experiencing Christmas and, like Aww. that, like sweet things like that. Um, he was supposed to create a TV show about it, but AB hit him with a lawsuit and was like, don't do that. So he can't even honor his wife Aww. the way he wants to. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is in that very unfortunate Hall of Fame of people like JFK and John Lennon that were just like taken out in two seconds and it's the most horrible thing in the world and I can't believe it and I'm really happy that her memory lives on so strongly. Like there's t-shirts of her and Urban Outfitters and she really was – 
I mean, I think the movie is really profound. Like when her dad says, we aren't Mexican enough to be appreciated by Mexicans. We're not American enough to be appreciated by Americans. I think so many, obviously I have no idea personally, but I, from what I hear from other people, like so many mixed people feel that way. They don't really fit in anywhere. Um, I was reading Mariah's book too, and she was like, I wasn't black enough for the black people. They were like saying that I had a perfect life because I appeared white. And then the white kids thought I looked weird. And so they don't want to spend time with me either. And I think it's just so profound. And even if the series was bad, which I haven't seen it, I'll take your word for it that it's good. No, it's good. Even if it wasn't, it's like, well, people who've never heard of Selena, like me watching the movie as a child, I had never heard of her. I would not have known about her if it wasn't for, maybe I would have eventually. But that caused me to buy the album and listen to her music all the time. And I think it was such an awesome choice that they didn't have J-Lo sing, even though I, I like J-Lo as a singer, but they let her music be heard and all this stuff is going to help her live on forever so yeah that's all we could really ask for we love you selena yes anyway back to jessica (laughs) and ashley (laughs) i'm sure they would approve of this because they're from texas yeah and i'm sure they were very sad when she passed and yeah that's on like a bucket list like go to texas and like go to abilene and go to corpus christi oh my gosh we need to do that after the pandemic. <laughs> and we can also go to the church where Jessica got married. Can we do that, listeners? Can we have an Ashley Jessica field trip? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we need to. Derek, can you be our tour guide? <laughs> Please. Oh, wait. There is somebody from Waco that follows our Instagram and has talked to me before about Waco and stuff. So you need to message us all the spots. Hold on. I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Let me, like, find their Instagram <laughs> handle really quick. We need to actually just go to all of their favorite places. I want their favorite restaurants. Dash. Dash and Waco. All right, Dash. Help us. Because (laughs) we are going on a Selena slash Simpson trip and it's going to be amazing. We love you and we need your help. Yeah. Maybe we can hit up Beyonce's childhood home too or something. We just do a whole tour. This will be like a two-week excursion. I'm down. Welcome to the Selena cast. So Ashley has been posting basically exclusively to do brand deals. (laughs) Yeah. It started with Applebee's and now we're at Pottery Barn. So she has a deal with Pottery Barn Kids. She also did that peanut app. So it's about breastfeeding. I Even though like I'd rather just have her posting whatever she feels like posting for her own self, it was just nice to see her because she did a little Insta story talking about breastfeeding Ziggy and how the app helps and everything. And it was cute. Like it, it's just like nice to see her. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if it's a brand deal, but she did at Barbie when – she posted something with Jagger. It might be like she's just posting the stories now and then. Who knows? Probably this time next week it'll be like, oh, I'm collaborating with Barbie and like blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah or something like that. Yeah. I have to say like I'm happy that Ashley can make so much money just doing almost nothing. I mean, what does she have to do? Like take a picture and post something? Yeah. I think that's awesome that she's built up a life where she could do that and she doesn't have to leave her kids and go to a nine to five job. But I do think it's just kind of for us as fans, it's just kind of like, it seems like you're only coming on here to sell us something. Yeah. And if you're going to sell us something, drop an album. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'll buy that. I I don't need the peanut app, girl. Or like some clothing, something like. We need it. A movie. Oh, I wonder what kind of movie she would do at this point. I wonder if she still wants to act or. I don't know. We'll have to find out. When we interview them. Yeah. Very soon. Anyway, (laughs) no, it's not good. I don't want you guys to get excited. It's we don't have no plans for that, but it will happen someday. But Joe, if you're listening, we'd like to even just talk to you. Hi, Joe. So there were two articles I found about Mm -hmm. this. One was in People and one was in 
Architectural Digest. Mm -hmm. It says, for Ziggy's room, we wanted the aesthetic to match the rest of our house. Mm -hmm. We thoughtfully designed the space so it would be something he could grow into. We chose warmer colors and textures, creating a nursery space that has an eclectic bohemian vibe with a hint of rock and roll. I love that. That's on brand for them. She says, they wanted it to be a bit more minimal in the overall design, explaining that she and Ross wanted to choose pieces that we absolutely loved and it was important to us to avoid creating clutter. We wanted it to be a peaceful zen place, she says, and I think that we did that. So I don't like the nursery. (laughs) I feel like it shouldn't look like the rest of the house, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, because it's a child's room and I just think it's too... Adult? Yeah, it's just too plain. And I'm not saying you need to have giant Mickey Mouses and flashing, you know, robots, okay? But... One thing I do like is those lightning bolts. Did you see those lights? Yeah. That's really cute. I thought it needed more little touches like that because I even noticed that the stuffed animals they have match the aesthetic. And she's having a photo shoot, so she probably took out all of the crap that was all over the floor because it's a baby's room and made it look really nice for the pictures. But like, if even the stuffed animals are literally curated, I can't. And, you know, I mean, he's a baby, so he doesn't want anything yet besides like Ashley's boob. But I hope that when he gets older, it'll just be like, not whatever he wants, but it'll look more like a kid's room because I just feel like they could have had that style while also having it look like a child lives there. Right. You know? It looks more like museum-y. It does. And I don't know. I would like to see Jagger and Bronx's rooms because obviously they have more of a choice. They can say, I want this and I don't want that. So, I mean, it's definitely a nice room. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like children should have more to look at. Like they should have like bright colors and different kinds of shapes, animals and stuff that you can point to and be like, bird, you know, and I don't know, things like that. Yeah. The first couple months, babies pretty much only see black and white. So that's, it's a good one. He's younger for that so that way his eye can kind of fixate and kind of recognize things but yeah like what you're saying I hope that within a couple months once his I think it's around like four months and once it's about they're around like four months like their vision's like fully stable they're seeing in color things like that so hopefully that's when more color is introduced yeah it doesn't make them grow up too fast it's yeah it wasn't it's not my fave I mean we love Ashley but the interviews that she did it just I mean, I'm sure it's genuine in that they came to her and said, pick out whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And then in the articles, we'll link the stuff to promote it. But it just like comes off to me as so fake when she's like explaining what she likes and then it's linked. And it's not just that she's getting money for it. It's that people and Architectural Digest, if you click those links, they're also pulling a little bit of the money Oh, they're there. affiliated. Got it. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I mean, if she doesn't want to do her own you know how some people just they do architectural digest and it's not a brand deal they just they might say oh this is from here this is from there but it's not linked or anything like that if you don't want to do that you don't want to share your house with the world unless you're getting paid then that's fine that's your thing but (laughs) I don't know I just feel like it's so like okay they said how is his nursery different from Brock's or Jagger's when they were babies it is always interesting to see the different trends with Ziggy's room Pottery Barn Kids has the most amazing faux sheepskin rug linked that I actually put in Jagger's room too like you could just tell that she's being very careful with her language she has to make sure that she's promoting the brand and I just feel like because Ashley is such an authentic person and I guess because we just miss Ashley and we just we were introduced to her by seeing a camera follow her around and you know seeing her just have messy hair and sweats on and decorating her house or whatever and it seemed very real and this just seems very much rehearsed I just feel like if it was a little bit more organic Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be that big of a deal 
but that's okay girl just come out of hiding and you know something it doesn't need to be an album but like something yeah (laughs) one thing i thought was cute though is that they asked her which again this is such a like brand deal question is there anything in the room that has proved more useful than you initially thought it would be aka like what should people be buying for their baby's room that they probably wouldn't expect she said yes (laughs) i'm shocked uh that there's (laughs) she's like there's a day bed in here and i was like are we going to use this but it is amazing i love the day bed because bronx and jagger hang out in there so it kind of makes ziggy's room a place that everyone can come in and everyone has a place to sit and play and then we can lay him in there it's really nice which I actually think that that is really cute that the other two kids have a place where they can lay down and relax if they want to hang out with the baby. Yeah, especially since Bronx is a little bit older. If Ashley's like, okay, Ziggy's going down for a nap. Uh, Jagger, do you want to take a nap too? She could take a nap on the D-bed and mm-hmm. they're like napping together. So that's cute. Yeah. So the last thing I have is that Ashley went to CVS two days ago. Oh, yes. Breaking. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because... (laughs) She had a very casual CVS outfit on. Oh, my God. (laughs) I... This is why I'm bringing it up. She was wearing velvet, which we have noted a favorite of Ashley's. Yeah. Ashley loves velvet, and she always looks so good in it. And honestly, I'm going to have to add some velvet to my wardrobe because she's wearing this very long... Just Google, like, Ashley CVS January 2021. She's wearing this very long, like, rust-colored velvet duster I guess you would call it and it really does make her look like fabulous just to go to this you know drugstore so which slightly pays homage to the black velvet duster she wore on the Christmas special right and remember her velvet suit from Thanksgiving 2003 love it we would never forget it so (laughs) yes so do you have anything else that was news I saw a tweet that said like Ashley might be doing hold on I'll pull up the tweet right now It says she might be doing a movie, but it was just a tweet with no link, no source. So (laughs) who said it? Holmes and Botson. They have 50 followers. So like the credibility of that, not too sure. (laughs) Maybe they're trying to manifest. Maybe. (laughs) They're like, Ashley's doing a movie. Yeah. It says rumors are going around that Tia Leone, I hope I said that right, and Ashley Simpson will be cast in the upcoming Sherlock Holmes movie, The Baker Boys Are Back. But Interesting. Yeah. I'm just like, hope the rumors are true. Same. So, Newlyweds Decorate aired on September 30th, 2003, and boy oh boy, do we have some crazy fascinating news from 17 and a half years ago. (laughs) Diddy's former business partner is implicating that he had something to do with the murder of Suge Knight's bodyguard, so like the shooting in the nightclub with Mm J-Lo, that Kirk Burroughs, the godfather of one of Combs' children, who was the ex-president of Diddy's company, Bad Boy Entertainment, made those claims as part in part of a $25 million lawsuit in Manhattan. And he claims that the enterprise is made up of thuggish associates trying to gain power recognition and fame through mayhem and extortion via the enterprise. Hmm. So. Mayhem and extortion. Yeah. Sounds like my autobiography title. (laughs) (laughs) Well, something really sad happened, actually. Oh, boy. Exactly on the day that this aired. Robert Kardashian passed away. Oh. On this day, age of 59, of esophageal cancer. Obviously, he is known for two very major things. The first being that he was O.J. Simpson's best friend and defense attorney. And you may not know this, but he is the father of Kim, Courtney, Chloe, and Rob Kardashian. <gasps> Are you serious? Yes. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember when the show started, I kept saying to myself, like, Kardashian, Kardashian. How do I know the same? So it's so sad what happened because he was completely fine and he was diagnosed that summer and died between two and three months after that. So yeah. if you are thinking, oh, I have this thing, I maybe should get that checked out, or even if you don't feel any sickness at all, get yourself checked. Who knows? He could be here today if he had caught it sooner. If you've watched any of the Kardashians, you know how much they loved their dad and yeah. how they always stressed how wonderful of a dad he was, the impact that he made on their life and how much they miss him. He's obviously very relevant today, even if the Kardashians never had become famous aside from him. It's like he still comes up a lot in the news. And, you know, he really was on the wrong side of history because he defended O.J. Simpson, which I don't know if it was the best choice. And he actually agrees. After the trial, he said he and his children received death threats, that he was genuinely afraid. And he said that if he had to do it again, he would not have defended O.J. He says that he also doesn't think that O.J. would have done the same for him if the situation were reversed, even though they had been friends. By the time that he murdered Nicole, they had already been friends for a very long time like definitely over 10 years maybe even 20 oh wow they were really close they all used to go on vacations together chris was obviously married to robert at the time and nicole was married to oj so they all became really close and then after they both divorced their husbands chris and nicole stayed friends chris actually says that she had a lunch date with nicole the day after her murder oh my goodness so they were still that close that they were meeting for lunch and it was obviously one of the most devastating things that ever happened to them the kardashians used to call him uncle oj yeah like kendall's name her middle name is nicole after yeah her. there's actually footage you definitely see chris you see caitlin who was then Bruce at the trial and Chris is pregnant with Kendall at the time right that just goes to show how close they all were so they really were involved and I think I mean he didn't deserve death threats but I think people were rightly critical of him yeah. for defending my opinion I don't think Robert was stupid I think he was a smart man I think he knew that OJ did this but I think that because they were friends for so long. It's so hard to accept, especially because of how brutal this murder was. They were stabbed so many times. I mean, it was right. truly like just grisly. And even if you're one of the few people who believes it was not OJ, the bottom line is that these whoever did it is still walking around and has the capability of doing that again to somebody else. And it's just truly horrible. I think the case has been so overly sensationalized and it's been turned into entertainment so many times. But if you actually just think about what an impact this probably made, out of everything about the Kardashians that people are interested in, it's like definitely the most interesting thing about them, yeah. I would say. Because I feel like when this was first brought to Robert, he was just listening to his friend in panic, like, oh my gosh, I need my help. Like, of course. You're yeah. being framed or you're being accused. But I feel like as time continued, as there were pages and pages and pages of discovery, I think Robert realized after a while, like, there's no way. And the, at that point, he couldn't just back out. He was already in too deep. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of blood evidence. There were multiple instances of DNA evidence that were just too, I mean, basically everyone thinks that he did this and if you watch the announcement of the verdict when it's announced OJ kind of like smiles and he's relieved and Robert if you look at his face he's stunned and not happy and so I think that he even though he was the defense attorney I think he partially 
wanted him to get convicted because he knew I mean imagine him thinking like oh my gosh all the times that this man was around my daughters what about were that you know were there any times he was alone with them no but like or even like what if he got into a fight with Chris and then he tried to go after Chris things like that exactly or you know the thing is this really divided their family even though they were already divorced because Chris believed Nicole obviously Robert's defending OJ so the kids were kind of torn and they're going back and forth between Bruce and Chris's house and Robert's house and that just added more fuel to the divorce flames oh yeah Robert actually said I'm not 100% convinced that he didn't do it I would vote not guilty if I was on the jury I guess he thought that there were was a small possibility he didn't do it but he said that because of the blood evidence he's not 100% convinced that he's innocent and because of this OJ and his friendship was irrevocably broken or even though this man got him off oj was basically like if you have any doubt about me screw you and so they didn't really have a friendship anymore after that which was obviously for the best we don't need to be friends with murderers no definitely not i actually often get chills when they talk about their dad because obviously most people love their dad but you can tell like how much they really love him and how much they miss him and there's so much footage he used to film everything and you can just hear in his voice he was just so sweet and endearing and how proud he was anytime they show the home movies you always hear him in the background and he's like Kimberly what are you doing like where are you going yeah he was so hands-on yeah he seemed just to be so proud and in love with his family and Chloe actually said in a really early episode of Keeping Up she said I believe all the blessings that we have now are because we have a guardian angel Mm -hmm. my dad by our side and then most recently Robert Kardashian was in the news not because he did anything but because Kanye West purchased a hologram right of Robert (laughs) he had it had this created for Kim's birthday and Kim was on that infamous trip where she was well she was extremely mocked by the world for going on this trip during COVID with close friends and family which was you know honestly like 30 people she was sitting with her sisters and they didn't know what they were going to watch and they hit play. Kanye wasn't on the trip with her. She was FaceTiming him, I guess, so he could see her reaction. And they were all crying hysterically. And it is yeah. it is really sweet. Like, it's great that he talked so much in these videos because yeah. they were able to pull his voice. And, I mean, I can't even imagine how much time this took, how much money it was. But honestly, it's like, what's the point of being rich if you can't do things like this? Which is kind of a weird thing to say because, like, who would ever think of this? But it's, it's like the one thing that we all no matter how rich you are, no matter what you have, we all are going to die. You can't bring somebody back. Yeah. And this is the closest thing to that. And I just can't even imagine how shocked they all were when they press play and it's Robert talking to them, you know. And it really is sweet. A lot of people were making fun of it because – in it he says you're married to the most genius man <laughs> yeah like that's a world. little cheesy that was stupid but the rest of it is just really beautiful he says the sweetest things that I'm sure he really would say I mean it's not complicated it's you have the most beautiful family and I'm so proud of you and all that kind of stuff and I think it was a really thoughtful gift and just because anytime OJ Simpson comes up I always feel the need to remind people that Nicole was abused by him for years yeah that they met when she was 18 and he was 30 and he manipulated her and groomed her and cheated on her for years and every time she would say she was going to leave or she would put her foot down he would start acting like a golden prince and treating her amazing and he would convince her basically this was the last time I will not cheat on you anymore I will not hit you anymore 
Chris knew that she was being abused. Her other friends knew. Her family knew. So I just want to say you never know who's listening. If someone's hurting you, whether it's spouse, parents, boss, teachers, whatever, please get away from them. Do whatever you can to get away from them. You don't deserve it. This stuff often builds over time. It's It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And it's very rare that somebody just murder someone right out of out of the blue usually this builds over time which is what happened to nicole i mean she was abused for so long and even when she had the strength to leave she went back to him and things were still kind of messy at the time of the murder not her fault at all obviously she really had trouble letting go of him so if you cannot leave at this time that's understandable but please tell people around you tell your family and friends who you trust like make sure people know that this abuse is happening make sure that if something does happen and you're in the hospital there's people that will come to your side and help you and they will testify and say yes she or he's been telling me this for a while that this was happening and there are ways that you can get help so womenshealth.gov this is for the united states they have places that you can get help by state so if you go there and then the domestic violence hotline is 800-799-7233 or you can go to the hotline.org but just keep in mind make sure that you erase your call log or your internet log in case the person who's hurting you is checking it so I just wanted to say that because I hate how much murder is sensationalized and in America and probably the world. I don't know what it's like overseas, but people just talk about this stuff so freely and they're just like, oh, well, you know, I think this happened and I think that happened. And they don't really think about what actually really happened, right. which no matter what the details are, this woman and her friend or boyfriend, they were brutally stabbed and this could have been avoided. It didn't have to happen. So I just wanted to say that. Because you never know who's listening. Yeah, or like if you need help, ask us, what mics do you use? And then be like, oh, my sister or whatever has whatever mic. And like if you need us to like reach out to someone for you, please, please, please. That's a really good – I've heard of that before, like having a code word. Yeah. So yeah, if you need help, ask us what mics do you you use and then – yeah, mention this episode because somebody might actually ask us what mics we use and then we're going to be like panicking. <laughs> but So no. just be like, hey, I was just listening to Newlyweds Decorate. What mics do you use? And we'll help you. Please, yeah, we are here for you. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, even if it's just, there's not much that we can do physically, but if we could just get in contact with a cousin or a family member, whoever it is, just to help get you on your way, mm-hmm. we're more than happy to do it. Because maybe if it's not even someone who's listening right now, maybe someone who listens to this in like four months from now. Exactly, or 10 years from now. Yeah, You know, who knows? Who knows? Just send us a message. Yeah. So this is kind of lighter news. I mean, it's definitely not as dark, but it's a little crazy. I thought this would be interesting to talk about. Mm -hmm. On October 3rd, 2003, Roy of Siegfried and Roy was attacked by his tiger. Do you remember this? Yeah, he was like mauled. If anyone listening to this doesn't know, Siegfried and Roy were a team of fabulous people who did these shows in Vegas with tigers, which I'm not saying that they were asking for it. Roy did not deserve to be attacked by a tiger, but I do not think that you should have tigers doing shows and jumping around and things like that. I think it's wrong. So I'm not saying he deserved it, but don't do this. As part of the act, what happened was Roy held his microphone up to the tiger's mouth. The tiger's name was Montecor. That's a fabulous name. I know. I mean... I prefer Raja, but (laughs) Montecore responded by biting Roy's sleeve. He swatted the tiger and said, release. I think he did release. And then Roy was dizzy. He fell down onto his back and the tiger moved over to stand like right over him. Mm -hmm. The trainers rushed in to assist, 
but before they could, the tiger bit Roy's neck and dragged him off stage. The attack severed Roy's spine, which resulted in massive blood loss and severely injured other parts of his body, permanently impairing his motor and verbal abilities. He also had a stroke either before or after the tiger dragged him off stage. While he was being taken to the hospital, Roy was conscious and he insisted, do not hurt the tiger mm. because he said that the tiger did not mean to hurt him because the tiger did release when he said release, but then he fell. And once he fell, the tiger stood over him, protecting him. And what tigers do when they, like when their babies are in trouble, they drag them. Yeah, it's the normal, Right, it's normal for a, for a tiger to bite the neck of their baby and they do it in a certain way that does not penetrate but obviously Roy is a human it wasn't the same thing but Roy was making the argument he was trying to help me it's actually strange that the story came up because Siegfried his partner actually just died like a few days ago oh my goodness I didn't know that yeah he had pancreatic cancer and Roy died last year in May of COVID wow so kind of a topical story again uh, a little heavy but that was definitely one of the biggest news stories of the time I remember, like getting ready for school and hearing about that and being like, oh my God, you yeah. know? So I actually found out that the iconic song Milkshake mm -hmm. by Khalees debuted this week. Ooh. It debuted at number 95 on the charts and climbed. It, this was a true climb of the charts. The highest position was number three, oh, wow. which she reached in December. And then it stayed on the charts for a very long time after that. One thing I didn't realize, the Neptunes created the song and they were working with Britney on her album. They had worked with her on her previous album, Britney, and then they were also working subsequently on In The Zone, and they mm. offered this song to her, and she turned it down. Hmm. Now, I think that was a mistake, even though Britney's Britney, she's iconic. This would have been a really good song for her. Because Khalees wasn't really famous at the time, right. this was a great song for her to kind of put her on the map. But Britney, this would have been one of her iconic songs. Yeah. Because she was already established and she already had these hits. And I think if Britney had done this, it would have been number one. And I'm not saying charts are everything, but just out of curiosity, I didn't remember the exact chart positions from this era. So I think Baby One More Time is the only thing that would rival it. But most people would say, Toxic is Britney's most famous yeah. popular song. Toxic hit number nine on the charts. Really? That was the second single. The first single, Me Against the Music, peaked at number 35. Every time, the third single, the ballad, even though it was clearly about Justin and it was getting a lot of press, mm -hmm. that hit number 15. And then Outrageous was her fourth single. She was supposed to do a video for it. She was on the set of the video. It was her and Snoop Dogg. Those very cute pictures of her. She's wearing like basketball attire. She fell. She hurt her knee. Oh, that's right. And she's supposed to go on the Onyx tour. Yeah, she had done one leg of the tour or maybe even two, but she was going on the last leg of the tour. I had tickets. <laughs> Personally, this is a hard topic for me, <laughs> but yes, I was supposed to go. It was March 2004, and it was the worst day ever because nothing was ever the same after that. <laughs> I think we all know what happened. I won't get into it. Yeah. But that single basically didn't end up going anywhere because they never finished the video, and it peaked at number 79. I think Britney should have finished the video once she healed. She could have used the footage they already had and then just didn't dance. Like she could have done other footage, you know. Yeah. But at the time, she was too busy with Kevin eating Cheetos and 
smoking. And being chaotic. It was very chaotic. <laughs> which, can we just talk about, I know I've said it before, but Jessica was always put against Britney because Britney got to everything first. And then look who ended up copying Jessica with the marriage reality show. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, I think that she should have taken the song, but I know that TLC was offered Baby One More Time first. Really? I didn't know that. And they rejected it. I think some other artists might have rejected it too. So you never know. I mean... Britney also was offered Telephone that Lady Gaga wrote. There's actually a version of Britney singing it that is really bad. I think that she was just kind of like goofing around because it's like really weird version. But last night I was really kind of fantasizing about what this could have been for Britney. (laughs) But obviously she doesn't even, whatever, she's Britney. She doesn't even need another hit at this point. It's like, who cares? Yeah. I think the last notable events we could have for October 3rd, 2003 was Ashley's 19th birthday. Oh my God. I totally forgot. (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird because, okay, so I... I have my what were Jessica and Ashley doing the week of. Okay. I mean, I don't know if she wasn't celebrating or what, but on October 3rd, mm-hmm. Ashley went to the opening of Avalon Hollywood, which is a historic music venue. It had been lots of different things over the years. Richard Nixon actually gave one of his famous speeches there. Ashley was at the opening on October 3rd. It's weird because she's just on the red carpet alone. She's wearing like a yellow top, very trendy for the time, and kind of like baggy jeans. And she doesn't look, I mean, she looks great because she's Ashley, but like she doesn't look anything special. Like, oh, it's my birthday. The next day, she came out in support of Nickelodeon's Let's Just Play campaign, which they created to promote healthy eating and exercise to kids. They had a big charity event in LA. Ashley was there, as well as Hilary Duff, Frankie Muniz, Clay Aiken, Lil Bow Wow, and John Sally. I mean, with the exception of John, that is a 2003 list if I've ever heard one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think that's interesting that we don't have any birthday pictures of her, but she no. was out and about. I mean, I think that might have what it was. She was just working and did maybe something low-key. Yeah. So that's what was happening in 2003. Let's get to our review of Newlyweds Decorate. We open and Nick and Jessica are laying on the couch together talking about how they have to decorate their house, but they don't have time. Right. So Jessica especially wants to get the couches cleaned and have their wedding pictures framed. And Jessica says that it'll probably take two years to complete. Little does she know, in two years you'll be getting divorced, girl. But anywho, <laughs> she said she wants to get an interior designer because if they do, they can get it done in like six months. So I think that's interesting because if I was rich, I would be like, this better not take six months. I'm paying you thousands upon thousands of dollars and this is going to take six months. I'd want it to be like, here's the money. We like go through everything that we want. Da, 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 da. Of course, yeah, there's going to be some challenges and blah, blah, blah. But they're not renovating. Right. It's decorating. So I would be like, I just want to go on my little trip. And then when I come home, my house is done. You know, I was like six months. My goodness. Like I get if that's to paint multiple rooms, but how many rooms are you really painting? Yeah, I think one of the reasons why I would like love to be rich, I don't really care about money, but I think one of the best things if you are rich is like you just don't have to go through the normal everyday shit that the rest of us do because we have to make sure that we're budget conscious. So I would just be like... Or worry about like, oh, I have to take a day off to get this, this, and this done. Right. I'd be like, okay, if I give you a couple like extra thousand dollars, can we please not have this be six months? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, like, I know that sounds very Donald Trumpy of blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to throw my money. But it's like, I would be happy to do it if it would be faster. And then also I'm helping this person's business by giving them some extra money. And it's like, I don't know. I think it's pretty win-win. So that was interesting to me. I don't know anything about decorating mansions. So I guess it takes long, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> right. And then Nick says they should get the furniture in first before yeah. we pee. So obviously, I'm sure you agree with me, Nick should let her hire a designer. Yeah, I mean, if she really wants to, I don't think, I mean, if they get a quote for how much it is, I don't think it'd be that big of a deal if they got one. But like, yeah, I don't get why it's that big of a deal if they didn't. The like, thing, I don't know. The thing that worries me about marriage is like, so Nick and Jessica clearly have separate assets and I know that when you get married they're joined right but like I just think it's weird to have someone else has an opinion over how I spend my money right yeah Julie <laughs> just like shook her head very yeah. furious because it's just like when I get married we're gonna have a joint bank account strictly for bills yeah other than that I don't want to touch your money and I don't want you touching my money yeah like, I feel like that's the reason why I am glad that I have my own career and stuff because they both make a lot of money on their own and I could understand if Nick doesn't want to hire movers and he wants to carry all the shit in himself and everything like that that's different right but when it comes to decorating it's a completely legitimate desire to want to have a decorator it's not like oh Jessica's so high maintenance or anything or she doesn't care about money she just throws it away they have a mansion it's not easy to decorate I mean I the space we're sitting in right now is my place and it took me so long because I am on a budget to find stuff I actually like because I'm so picky and then I'm agonizing over it because I have to be able to also afford it and then I'm also like does this go with this does that go with this like does everything go together and this is not that big <laughs> you know this is not a mansion so I can't even imagine and because pandemic I'm sure a couple things were like back ordered yeah I mean it was difficult to do this and it cost even though I was on a budget of course I ended up saying oh well it's a little bit more than I wanted so I'm put on the credit card and now I'm like okay I have to pay this off so it's it's stressful right and I would have loved if I had the money to just I mean I'm kind of not control freak but I like to do things myself I have this arrogant opinion that no one is going to understand what I want and I would just probably be annoyed by someone but if I had a lot of money and I could really hire someone who I looked at their pictures and they really like had an aesthetic that I connected with and I met them and they were really cool I would love for somebody else to have spent those. I spent hours upon hours upon days upon weeks doing it. And if I could have had somebody else searching the internet that far and wide for me and then coming to me with like 10 different options. Right. Oh my God. I mean, time is, if, again, like if you're rich, you know, what is better than buying yourself more time to do things you actually want to do? I mean, I did enjoy finding it and now it's so satisfying because I did work so hard that it is how I want it to be. But for him to insist so much that she can't have a designer, I really feel it's just like him depriving her of something that she shouldn't have to go without. Right, because there's a big difference between, like you were saying, like getting movers to move things, just bring things in the house. Mm -hmm. That's not that big of a deal, but making your house feel like a home, that is a big deal. Yeah, and especially because she doesn't have that much time. She's never home. So when she comes home in her two little days that she has in between traveling, she wants to really feel, this is my sanctuary. I can relax here. I can tone down my celebrity persona that I always have to have on when I'm outside and I can just be Jessica and I can enjoy my time with my husband and it could really enrich things because it really does. I mean, I know money doesn't buy happiness and blah, blah, blah. It actually does. What I think the, the saying should be is money can't buy you like contentment or long-term comfort, fulfillment. fulfillment. Yeah. Exactly. But absolutely, if you and I went to the mall right now, which we would not do because of the pandemic, right. but if we, if we <laughs> both got really cute outfits or something, we would be really happy. It would right. be temporary, but it would be buying happiness kind of. And to me, I think aesthetics are really important. I think some 
people try to frame them as shallow, but when I look around here, it represents my style and who I am and it has colors and shapes that I enjoy looking at and it calms me and that makes me feel better. It enriches my life. It contributes to an overall feeling of fulfillment and happiness. So in this case, like money kind of does buy happiness because it's an overall thing. It's not just like, oh, I need a new diamond. Blah, blah. And that's kind of how he's acting. Like she's just some silly woman that needs to get a designer. Why can't we just do it ourselves? Why do you need this? And it's like, it's actually a lot deeper than that. Nick, <laughs> they <laughs> I hope you're listening. <laughs> and then they're at the barbecue restaurant. Oh my God, I hated this. Same. Nick is so cocky in this scene and he's so proud of himself for nothing. Jessica just basically is saying she wants, I, I couldn't really make out what they both said. Jessica wants somebody to come in and help and Nick says something about making money. I think he was like complaining about how he has to make a lot of money or something because yeah. of Jessica. And it's like, I don't know, who's who's leaving for New York to promote their book? I don't think Nick wrote a book. I'm no. just my opinion. But <laughs> my opinion based in fact. Nick asks Jessica for a pen, which she gives him. And he starts listing all the things that they have to place. And she's a little grumpy, but she's just kind of like, please, not now. Like, I don't yeah. do this, you know? And again, it's probably her very sacred time off and she just wants to like eat at a restaurant with her husband. And not fight. And not fight. And she's just like, let's not do this now. And I just was so annoyed with him for insisting because she keeps saying like, let's not do this. And he's like, you don't have to do anything. I'll do it. And she's like, no, you will not. And I loved her in the scene because she's so firm. She's like very much standing up for herself. She's very clear that she does not want him to do the things that he's doing. It's not a mystery. This is not, oh, maybe, blah, blah, No. She expresses herself very well. And they mention these leather couches. That little dresser thing right there, right? Nick, I don't want to do this right now. You don't have to. I'll do it. No, you're not doing it. Brown couch with no. the... Yes, babe. Where else are we going to put it? Nick, it's so big. It's too big. It's not. There's plenty of room in there. Baby, those yes. leather couches are not going in the office. Yes, they are. We're giving them to your mom for a wedding present. No, we're not. Nick, you're letting me do this. You're not doing it. I'm sorry. And there's just no agreement at all. Yeah. You know? Like, Nick, if I was Jessica, I would have just said, listen, if you don't want to get the decorator, that's fine. I'm going to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Or she didn't even know, have to tell him, like, this is how much I'm allocating for the designer. But mm -hmm. I'm getting a designer, so either you can help me make some decisions or you can just keep being annoying and not be happy with anything that ends up happening. The one thing I thought she said that was unfair was when she says, you're such a girl, why do you care? Which I didn't think was nice. And I also thought it was kind of not sexist, like a little emasculating. Yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, emasculating. It was like saying, well, you're so girly to care about designing. I should be doing this, you know? And I didn't think that was right because I would want him to be involved. I wouldn't want it to be like, you're such a girl, stop. But I think she probably was just kind of using his own rudeness against yeah. him and just being like, okay. After that, they are back at home and Jessica's leaving for New York because she has a job, unlike Nick. And... Oh <laughs> I'm going to New York because I'm doing a Today Show because my book is coming out and to actually have a book signing over at Planet Hollywood in Times Square. She writes a list of things not to forget and they show it, which like that's why I love the show is because they show those little things that just make it seem more real. Whereas on reality shows today, everything's so planned and Yeah, they try to make, make them look like too perfect. Yeah. One thing that was interesting, she gets in the limo and he's, he's saying goodbye and stuff. And then you hear, but you don't see her say it. You hear her say, don't do any decorating while I'm away. Right. 
And I think that it was an insert. I don't know if she said that. I think from watching so much reality TV, it didn't sound the way that it would have sounded if it was raw. Maybe she said it at a different time or maybe they asked her to come in and record something. Because I feel like the way she was, it would have been like muffled, like her face kind of in Nick's shirt or something. See you Thursday. Call me before you leave, all right? Don't do any decorating while I'm away. <laughs> you know I I don't know, it just didn't sound like the rest of the scene. And I think they just put it in there. It to might have been from the end of the episode when they're outside. Well, by that point, they're, she's already home. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she could have said, like, I didn't want you to decorate when I wasn't there. And they kind of just manipulated it, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think that it was just an unnecessary thing to insert because we got the point. They had right. already talked about this. And like I said, Jessica was very clear. It's not like we needed clarity on how she felt about it. So I just thought that was weird. And there's a lot of little editing tricks in this episode that I'm like, really? Yeah. So yes, then Jessica goes to New York. <laughs> Jessica goes to New York with Tina. And the first place we see them at is... Taka. They and have the, a private shopping trip, which is one of the coolest things about being a celebrity, I think. Yeah, like I'm just going to casually shut down an entire store to make sure they have everything I want or whatever I need. Actually, speaking of Diddy, one time when I was in the city shopping with my mom and dad, we wanted to go into a store and we couldn't because Diddy was in there shopping. Casual. They, they close it for him because the stores do this not just to cater to celebrities, but, but they know that that celebrity is going to spend more money over that hour than 25 customers that are going to come in, like right. total. So I just think that's really cool. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. Jessica, can you please take us private shopping? <laughs> it doesn't have to be anywhere fancy. We can go to Macy's. That's fine. Just shut down Macy's. Literally. Then I can buy Jessica Simpson collection. Ooh. Which, by the way, Saks Off Fifth, you know, the Saks like factory store. Right. They have some of Jessica's items. I'm sorry, Jessica. They're full price on Jessica's website and they are not full price on Saks. Just saying. I'm, I'm very tempted to buy, so. Do it. I mean, it's still... Jessica's collection. You're just getting them on a budget. Right. Oh, also kind of related. Well, not really because I, I hate this. I couldn't fact check it, but I'm still just kind of, I thought it was interesting. I found an article and the only other source was that article really, but there was a couple shoes that Jessica made that Ivanka Trump actually copied. Like it, the design is very, very similar. <laughs> Wait, a Trump copied from someone else <laughs> without doing the work on their own? Right. Um, <laughs> I Wow, that's just surprising to me. It's never happened before. Right. Um, I was trying to find like other sources besides this one article to make sure it wasn't just like photoshopped or whatever, but it looked pretty legitimate. So I was just like, yikes. No one would be surprised by this. No. So. Anyways, so <laughs> Tina tells the designer or the owner of the shop that they are looking for an outfit for her at the Today Show and then something for a party for that night or like later the, the night af or after oh, that party. I know where she went. I Tell me. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did some research. <laughs> okay. Her book signing was on June 24th, 2003. Right. The night before, she went to two things, actually. Entertainment Weekly's second annual It List party. Mm -hmm. I don't think that she wore something from Taka, but I don't know. Her outfit, it's just like a very tiny mini dress, tube top, legs out. I mean, she looks so good. <laughs> like, so pretty too. Like, her makeup's very natural and she just looks so good. And then also, it said that she and Kelly Rowland and Allie Landry were showcasing photographs of lovable bras to benefit a charity. So I don't know what that means. I saw Jessica signing the picture of herself and it wasn't her in a bra. So I don't know 
Derek, let us know what this was. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure maybe she like designed a bra for charity or just took this picture. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but every single time I do research for the show, I discover a new charitable thing that Jessica did and I just think she's the best. And then a few days later, I don't know if this was a different dress or if she got this at Taka or what, but June 28th was the MTV bash of Carson Daly that mm-hmm. we've talked about multiple times that she and Ashley, at that time, girlfriend of Carson <laughs> and Nick went to. And I'll post pictures of that at some point. I have so many to post because they both looked really good that night. I love their outfits. It's very 2003, but not in the case of, oh my God, that's hideous now. It aged well. Yeah, it looks like fun. Those are the things that I discovered <laughs> Jessica was doing. <laughs> so then after that, we get a montage of Jessica and Tina. This was probably one of my favorite things in the episode. And they're just like pulling out random shirts, pants, dresses. I'm like, oh, this is so cute. Oh, look how cute this is. Like they just say cute over and over again. So <laughs> if you're of age at home, take a shot every time they say cute. Lots of cute, lots of cute little dresses. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Those are really cute. That's cute. That's cute. cute. Really, really cute. That's really cute. Oh, that's cute. They're so cute. Yeah, they're really cute. Very cute. Cute. That's cute. They're really, really cute. Is this cute? Really cute, Todd. I think those are cute. That's cute. This is cute, Jessalyn. They're cute. Oh, these are cute. Really cute little sweaters that are really cute. It is really cute. These are cute. Look how cute. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that is cute. I think they're cute. They're really, really cute. Look, they have little... Well, Adam, I'm cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or don't, because Lord. <laughs> <laughs> or take a sip. Um, that should do it. <laughs> the Ashley and Jessica cast is not responsible for what happens to you if you take Julie's advice. Then <laughs> <laughs> that's so silly for me to say because I don't even drink. But whatever. <laughs> this is one thing that stuck in my mind whenever I saw this episode for the first time, which I guess was literally probably mm-hmm. when it aired. I always remembered this "That's Cute" montage because yeah. I thought it was just so funny and again so real. Just imagine someone following around with cameras all day and then editing something together like this, yeah. where you don't even realize what you're really saying. It's just like such a cute <laughs> mother and daughter moment. Then we get. I think this is my favorite Jessica is um this episode. So Jessica's talking about how her stylist they don't like hate her as a person but like they hate trying to style her and jessica says i'm not a good trier clothes are honors are cute (laughs) (laughs) just the way she says it was so cute and there's another editing trick here they make it seem like the store employee is annoyed with her i guess Mm -hmm. because of what she said they try to make it seem like he's shady but just by the way it's cut i can tell that it's just a random shot of him being professional while they're shopping, not bothering them. Right. Or he could have just been like, I hate when TV shows do that. Like it could have just been like they were checking the mics and something like that. And maybe someone's like looking at the ceiling, but they edited it to make it look like they were so annoyed at the time. Yes. So I think how I mainly learned about this was because on the Girls Next Door DVDs, on every single episode, there's a commentary from Holly, Bridget, and Kendra. They point out all of this stuff. So they'll be like, that guy wasn't even there. Or Bridget will be like, wait, I just want everyone to know that in this scene, they show me rolling my eyes. And it's an editing trick. I didn't even roll my eyes. I don't know what they did. Because they put all these little things in to kind of make it seem like they were mad at each other and Hef wanted it to be the perfect oasis and that there's no fighting and everything's wonderful. So if they actually were fighting or whatever, they wouldn't show it and they wouldn't let them film that. And 
even if they were really mad at each other behind the scenes when the camera went on they would never roll their eyes or anything right. because half would have freaked out so the show would edit these little things in here and there yeah. and so I I think that because of that because of them pointing it out it's kind of made me a little bit more astute when I'm watching other reality shows because the cuts are similar to the ones they pointed out or things just look there's also like the framing of things like sometimes they show Jessica reacting to something and her eyeline is not in the frame of the person that they then show talking to her. And so I can tell that it's a reaction to something else. Right. You know, and it's like these little insights from them really help. So thank you, Holly, Bridget, and Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in this scene, they cut to what's going on in LA, which who cares, but Drew arrives with a ladder to help Nick shimmy that ugly, huge piece of triangular furniture up into their balcony, which like, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> Here's the thing is this isn't, I mean, I guess it is Nick's fault for picking it because he doesn't have taste. Good taste in wives, not in furniture. So he, I mean, how is anyone supposed to get this into their house? Yeah, that's what I want to know because it's, I'm not good at math. I'm not going to lie. But like the dimensions of it, it probably came not put together and then they put it together and they didn't want to take it apart to bring it back into to a new house or if it was a floor model they probably might have not been able to take it apart that would be like nick to buy the floor model it's just save yeah. like 35 dollars um no i'm kidding i'm being too hard on him because floor models usually are like ridiculously cheaper than the actual thing which is what i probably should have done for my place but i didn't want to go into stores because of the stupid freaking virus anyway at the store <laughs> they i mean i guess we'll talk about the clothes in the fashion segment but they finish and then they go to hail a cab and jessica says what's illegal because apparently the cab driver told her something mm -hmm. was illegal i have no idea what he meant because she was just hailing a cab the normal way i feel like the guy was trying to be funny but it wasn't funny maybe she was too far into the street because i think you're not you can't stand oh 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 i just figured it out you can't stand in the street like blocking cars so you can't if a cab is coming you cannot stand like in front of the cab to Got stop it. it so maybe she just but I don't even think she was that far into the street no he probably just it's one of those things I, I notice sometimes men say things to me that are insane and I'm like what is he talking about and then I realize oh he wants to talk to me like he, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. like he was trying to like be funny and get her attention but like it wasn't funny it's was just kind of like why are you doing this we go back to Nick and Drew Oh, so this is another editing trick that, oh, I swear, I caught on to this when I was like 10. So at one point, Nick asks Drew, do you have it? And he says, no. And they replay him saying no every single time Nick asks him a question. Yeah. And you can so obviously tell because it's the exact same tone. It's the exact same sound of Drew saying no. And I think they did it for comedic effect. Every time Nick is like, okay, are you okay if I run back into the house? No. Do you have it? No. Can you lift it with me? No. No, no, just don't, don't push anymore, Nick. Okay. Can you hold it there? No. You got it? No. It's lying backwards. All right. I'll be right back. Can you hold it there again? No. I mean, I don't know if they literally were trying to fool people or if they were just like, oh, this is just like a fun show and... Yeah, just make it comical. Because I don't think that was exactly funny, but this part of it where Drew says, no, he doesn't have it. 
And then Nick runs down the hill into the house, up to the second floor, onto the balcony <laughs> to help like shimmy it over a couple feet. And then Drew inches up a little bit more. And then he runs down to the first floor, out of the house, back up the hill behind Drew. And then mm-hmm. it's that part of it is funny. Just watching him like race <laughs> back and forth. It was, yeah. It was yeah. entertaining. Although it wasn't what Jessica wanted. He's trying to be a good husband and get things done. That's the side of this that is... I guess okay is that he I will talk about this when we get to the fight but like it's not okay what he did but I can see how from his perspective he thinks that she's gonna walk through the door and be like oh my god like you did all of that I asked on the on our poll Mm -hmm. Nick's desire to do everything himself despite having the means to hire help is endearing or annoying 26% said endearing 74% said annoying (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what do you think I'm like in the middle. It depends on what it is. Like as a whole, him wanting to do literally everything on his own, I do think that's a little annoying. But with moving things in, if he had the time to do it, no big deal. But with decorating, that has to be a collaboration of thoughts, opinions, and ideas. So that I'm like a little iffy that he did it on his own, but. Yeah, that's how I feel too, is the moving is the moving. It's not like Jessica's like, hey, I want to move it. Right. But she does want to decorate. So that's the main thing for me is like, if my husband was like this, I know for sure it would drive me a little bit insane because I would just be like, oh my God. And that's where it starts to get dicey. And I've seen so many couples say about each other behind their back, like, ooh, don't, don't tell, you know, don't tell the, don't tell your dad or don't tell your mom or, you know, don't tell, you know, uncle whatever or something that, that we're doing this. I could definitely see myself, even though I wouldn't want to lie and hide things from my husband, just being like, okay, when he's on his work trip, I'm just going to hire someone and then say that me and my friends did it or something yeah. just, just to make life a little bit easier without it. It's kind of like a white lie where it's like, you're not really hurting him or anything like that but at the same time I feel like all those little white lies add up and I think you know they become a web at some point yeah yeah Drew runs inside after doing that Olympic race into the house (laughs) and Nick helps and they successfully get onto the balcony which I was amazed I mean the Lachey (laughs) brothers when they are determined we got to give credit when credit is due when they are determined to do something they get it done if they ever go broke they could easily be movers yeah they could use this footage for their ad (laughs) I'd hire them I mean you know whatever yeah the physics of this tiny ladder trying to support the weight of the dresser and Drew and Nick trying to shimmy it up and then get it over without it breaking I'm amazed it was impressive yeah and Nick is so happy when they accomplish this like he's so pleased with himself I think if I was in love with him I would be like okay that was cute you know um (laughs) because I think I would be like okay fine do whatever you want because you're like this obviously means a lot to you not with the decorating but with all of this other shit that he likes to do around the house fixing stuff and moving stuff and all of that so then we go back to the reason why we're watching Jessica she's in the limo (laughs) and (laughs) she's with Joe and I assume Tina's in there too Mm -hmm. And she's talking to the camera about the book. I've never had a book signing before, so I don't really know what to expect. Hopefully, you know, I'll have my dear fans there and, um, you know, they'll be able to buy the book. I know a lot of them are 12 and probably won't want to buy the book, but they're not getting married. But maybe they'll want to see pictures of Nick and I. And I think what she says here is very indicative of why this book I do didn't do that well is because her fans at the time were children, including us. Right. (laughs) 
we weren't planning our weddings and she says in the clip they'll probably want to see pictures of Nick and I right and that's exactly what it was I didn't ask my parents to buy me this book at the time but if I had it would have been to see the pictures and still now I'm an adult and I am not getting married but I enjoyed the pictures (laughs) then we get to the book signing right I was really mad that they show them putting the sign out why didn't you put the sign out weeks ago right any person who walked by, which by the way is millions of people. In Times Square in the middle of summer. <laughs> yeah, if anyone doesn't know, I mean she says Times Square, but Planet Hollywood is smack in the middle of Times Square. And if people were walking by that, sure, a lot of people wouldn't notice. But a lot of people would have seen that and then maybe there would have been more people at this book signing. This is before social media. You really had to promote stuff yeah. like this if you wanted people to show up. And it was honestly like, I wonder if the store didn't fulfill part of their end of the contract or whatever because they needed to be advertising for that. And who knows, maybe inside they had a big thing up, but you only put that thing in the window. And it was a small sign too. Yeah, like right before the signing, that pissed me off because Jessica's upset that she says there's 15 people there. Right, and Jessica says, she's like, oh, the signing's gonna last all of, first she says five and then she says 15 minutes because they didn't do any promotion for the book, Mm -hmm. which is really dumb to me. Yeah. Because even if you're not necessarily a fan of Jessica, this is someone who's like, hey, I plan this big extravagant wedding. This is what I've learned to do and not to do. And Mm -hmm. here's some advice. I would have been like, hey, that's a great thing to have. Yeah. I'm just thinking, why didn't they book her on shows the week before or two weeks before where she could say, on June 24th, I'm doing a signing at Planet Hollywood. I want to see all my fans. Well, the thing that makes me happy is that in Jessica's book, she writes about one of her record signings after Newlyweds premiered. They re-released In the Skin, Mm -hmm. a deluxe edition, because obviously In the Skin also came out around this time, didn't do very well. Then she became a gigantic star, so they very smartly re-released it along with releasing With You as a single. It was huge. And she went to do a record signing with Casey in Lowell, Massachusetts at a Walmart. And they were stuck in traffic for a really long time. And they didn't know why. And they were super late to the signing. And Casey tried calling the Walmart to let them know. And nobody picked up. And they were really late. And they couldn't move in this traffic. Never would have occurred to Jessica that the traffic was because of her. The Walmart was so overrun with thousands upon thousands of people that they had to shut down the signing. And in future signings that Jessica had planned on this tour, they had to bring in a SWAT team. Casual. So this is not even a year later and it goes from a 15 minute signing or however long it took to they literally cannot have the signing because it's too dangerous because there's so many people there. So Right. And I'm glad you mentioned that. That's great because that brings us to while Jessica is talking about all this. um, We have a really sweet moment between Joe and Jessica where she's again down about how there's not that many people there. And Joe tells her, you know, Hillary Rodham Clinton is the first lady, and for her book signing, she only had about 200 people. This book signing might last all of five minutes. They just didn't do any promotion on it. Hey, Dad, it's gonna last 15 minutes. Because there's not many people out there. It's like 15 people out there. Hillary Clinton, her book came out. You know how many people signed, showed up for her? 250. And she is the first lady of the United States. Yeah, I thought it was really sweet that he said that. And that's also something I remembered from this episode because that shocked me. And so I actually, I've been wondering about this for so many years. Did this really happen, first of all? And then second of all, if it didn't really happen, did Joe lie just to make her feel better? Doesn't seem like he's lying. He seems very sincere. Or did he just hear about this wrong? So I did some research 
on this because I was very curious. So this book is called Living History. Mm-hmm. It's mostly about her life in the White House as the first lady. Right. I don't think it's true. <laughs> so just listen to this. Living History sold more copies, 40,000, in its first day in release than any other nonfiction book in Barnes & Noble's history. On Amazon.com, the book ranks second behind Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Clinton was paid a $2.85 million advance as a part of an $8 million deal and since has made an approximate $10 million from this book. The first printing of her book was 1 million copies and Simon & Schuster actually received criticism from other publishers and just, I guess, Republicans who were like, you wasted your money. No one's going to read this book. Who cares? And apparently a lot of people do care. The book sold more than 1 million copies in its first month during publication. That ass, Tucker Carlson, said, If they sell a million copies of this book, I'll eat my shoes and my tie. I will. So Hillary appeared on his show to present him with a shoe-shaped chocolate cake. I love that. That's so classy. Seriously. Obviously, all these sales kind of point to this not being true, but I wanted to find out what is he talking about? Like, which book signing? Right. And maybe there was a certain store that put a limit on the people allowed in or something like that. Right. Or it was like the middle of like Ohio or something. Right. Or Red State or something like that. I couldn't figure it out exactly, but I did find this. Clinton's energetic promotion of the book, which included signing an estimated 20,000 copies, causing her to require ice and wrist support treatments, was credited for a part of the success. So she signed 20,000 books. I doubt that there was a signing where only 250 people showed up. But in that moment, it was what Joe needed to say to make Jessica feel a little bit better. And that's really all that matters. But that was just something I thought maybe somebody else would find it interesting because I literally have thought about that (laughs) since this episode (laughs) aired. I was like, is that possible for the first lady? You know, but... Anyway, so then we have the signing and it's just so cute seeing Jessica interact with her fans. I love it. There's also some weird editing here where they show that guy looking in the window. Yeah, like menacingly. Like he's not, his facial expression isn't aggressive, but the way he's like lurking in the window makes me very uncomfortable. Well, I guess, but it's New York and there's something going on in this building so like but that's what I mean like with the editing because it could be someone who's just kind of like huh what's going on sticking their head in but doesn't want to go inside Mm -hmm. but the way to me it's edited is as if like this is one of like Jessica's like stalkers who like followed her to New York and was like hiding behind or hiding in like the trunk of her cab you know (laughs) like it was a little much for me it was so unnecessary and trust me as someone who has waited on the sidewalks of New York many 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 times for events whether it's uh well not really signings you usually don't have to wait outside but for concerts I did this with Ashley's show I talked about on our all about Ashley I waited all day so that I could get a front row spot and even though people always say oh New Yorkers don't care what's going on they don't care if something dramatic is happening but if there's a long line on the street for hours people will always I've answered this question a million times what's going on out here what are you online for people are very curious and I just like feel bad for this guy who probably was just like oh like what's going on oh (laughs) pretty blonde girl like just kept going on with his day right and they made him look like a freaking creep yeah there's also that very enthusiastic male fan it's been over three years since I last saw you oh really and the store that we've done it went out of business oh wow it's now now the one on 34th thank you Congratulations, you and Nick. Thank I'll you. See you show in the fall in, in August. Okay. Yeah. 
they have more weird editing. They make it look like the security guy is like totally dogging him, giving him a dirty look. And I don't even think that was from the same moment. No, it could have just been like he was on his way out. So he's checking to see who's coming in to make sure they don't like ambush Jessica. Mm -hmm. This guy I found so funny because there's always a guy like this at these events. There's always an older, unassuming guy who knows everything about the celebrity. Like, Mm -hmm. trust me, it never fails. And I'm sure some of them are weird and shady, but like this one just came off to me as so genuine. Mm -hmm. And I love the way that Jessica handled it. Like she was just so cute. And you can just tell even though he's not her main fan base and it's kind of weird to see this grown man in line with all these 12 year old girls. It's still, he has taste. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, it breaks up the regular. Like there is some, the girls who were there looked really young so I would have been excited like oh okay some little different pace you know yeah I was also wondering if anyone out there is listening even if you're listening to this far in the future if you went to this book signing or any of Jessica's book signings for this book please email us ashleyandjessicas at gmail.com because I'm curious to see what your experience was I met Jessica at her book signing for open book so I know a lot of other people did that follow us and everything that was a much bigger book tour and it was very well attended trust me a lot more than 15 people showed up I went to the Barnes and Noble Union Square event it actually wasn't a signing I didn't know this but when I got there I found out that she wasn't signing books and you actually got your book on the way out which actually was frustrating because I go to a lot of book signings and usually you get to read the book while you wait to meet the celebrity and it's fun you know you get to just sit there reading the person's book while they're 10 feet away from you and you know you're about to meet them and it's just really fun but I literally just had to wait because Jessica was doing pictures with everybody oh that's fun so I have a cute picture with her and I guess I've never talked about this on the podcast before which is so weird because I met the subject of the podcast (laughs) 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 but I guess I'll just say now you've met both of them yes ma'am so Ashley I met a very long time ago which I talked about on that all about Ashley episode if you want to hear about that. So for this, I was really far back in the line. I figured by the time I got up to her, she was going to be like, hi, like, what, you know, whatever. I was like, oh, she's probably tired. I'm not going to like bother her or whatever. So I walked up to her and I said, hi. And she said, hi. And when I tell you like the way that she spoke to me and the way that she said, hi, you would think that I was her long lost friend. And that she was so thrilled to see me. And I couldn't believe it because she had met so many people by that point. (laughs) I didn't feel rushed and I didn't feel like it was insincere at all. And it was like she was on a platform and I was like walking up the stairs and she turned to me and she was like, hi, (laughs) like the way that your family greets you. And then she was like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. I would have cried. I blacked out. I don't really remember what else I said to her because she was just so nice. And I was like, I mean, obviously she's so beautiful. And I wore a dress that I did think that she would like. Like It kind of looks like something she maybe would wear. It's just like, I'll post the pictures. This yellow dress with flowers on it. But I put like a leather jacket over it because I'm not really like a floral person. I like to mix it with like something more edgy. I love that look like when someone wears like floral with a leather jacket or like ripped jeans or something. It was kind of like Jessica style. And then she gestured with her arms. She was like, I love your outfit. And I was like, thank you. I was like, you're so beautiful. (laughs) And she was like, thank you so much. And I was like, I'm so excited to read your book. And she was like, thank you. And then we took 
the picture and I was like thank you so much and she was like thank you and then I just said goodbye and passed out and then was carried out on a stretcher because you know <laughs> casually of course she was just so like it was just really a lovely meeting like I, I don't know how else to describe it because I've met a lot of celebrities both either like at events like this or just working with them or on set or just like around and a lot of them it's not that they're rude or anything like that because the first thing that people always ask you were they nice right that's like what people are so concerned with they want to know is this does this person deserve what they have or are they rude and the thing is like most celebrities are not rude they're just guarded because they have so many people that want to get something from them whether it's money fame attention blah 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 and they just don't want to give their energy to every single person and they can't really control it because everywhere they go they're noticed and people come up to them and so even if it is a planned event like this where they know okay I have to be on I'm meeting people I have to be my persona and everything like that but they're still kind of guarded sometimes and at these events they're kind of sometimes just going through the motions like you never really know how someone's going to be and I've had a lot of really good experiences with people but it was still like formal and this felt different from any other celebrity I've ever met it did not feel formal at all it felt like they were it felt like we were friends like I said like I was a friend she hadn't seen in a while it was just very very sweet and I think seeing this little montage in the episode of her meeting fans kind of reminded me of that whole experience and I'm sure any of you guys who've met her before you know exactly what I'm talking about (laughs) you know it's the title of the book open book like she's not guarded I'm sure she is sometimes but she loves her fans you know she really does it's not just like okay let me get through this and she really seemed to enjoy meeting me and I you know I'm just another person but she (laughs) was just so sweet so that's my little story (laughs) (laughs) what happens next is we see Nick and Drew placing those ugly vases on the table (laughs) right do you like those vases they're all right I feel like there's too many for that table there's like I think five or six on that table I feel like two would have been adequate I just don't like green and brown together yeah oh and then they show them hanging those paintings that they already hung those paintings were there right so when is this taking place because we're gonna get to it Jessica writes about this episode in her book so I know that it's real like this was a real fight and this really happened she told him not to decorate she left he decorated Mm -hmm. I wonder if they just use this clip from a few months prior just to have more footage of them doing stuff in the house probably because they literally show in this episode you can see the paintings it's not even like oh this was a different episode in this exact episode they show those paintings and then after they show them putting up the paintings can we just you know uh check our work here and be a little bit more consistent please yeah like the continuity i'm just like okay yeah nick and drew do their best decorating i don't think they did an awful job like it's not like they bought anything that I was like what were you thinking they were just kind of putting up what was already there but Nick decides that he's gonna move his office downstairs um so he can have a smaller room and Jessica can have the bigger room upstairs as a walk-in closet thoughtful yes I actually posted on the story today his face though after he Mm. announces it and he looked a little mm, peeved (laughs) but he still did it so that was nice yeah oh he's wearing I'm not even putting this in the fashion segment because it's mm, but (laughs) he's wearing a visor again you know how I feel about visors yeah I was oh my god was I nine years old again when I saw this the visor has his spiky gelled hair peeking out from behind it and Mm -hmm. I mean that was the look in fourth grade okay yeah all the boys had that and it just I mean 
<laughs> I'm not attracted to it. Let's just say that. We get to see all of their platinum and gold albums. Yeah, very casual. Yeah, I just love seeing that because Jessica and 98 Degrees were considered on the more lower tier of successful pop stars in that time. And look how much of these they still had. Right. I mean, can you imagine how many of these like Britney has? I can't. What the hell? I wonder if she has them displayed or what. Like I would. Yeah, but I don't know. I wonder if at some point you just have so many that it's like. I feel like like there's the different tiers. So like, let's say if it hit platinum, I'd get rid of the gold because the platinum I'm <laughs> sure is higher than gold. It is. You know what I mean? So that's what I would do. That's like funny. whatever was the I'd highest get- achievement. <laughs> You would get rid of it? Like, I wouldn't, like, throw it out, but I'd put it, like, in storage. Okay, okay, okay. That makes you sense. You know? <laughs> because it's, like, for me, like, if I had all of my accomplishments in a room on a wall, I'd want to see, like, what the highest, what, like, I don't want to look at the gold one, like, if I hit platinum. Yeah, and um, that's what Nick says when Drew's, like, gold or platinum, and he's, like, platinum. Yeah. Um, but it's also cute, because then Drew's, like, all oh, this corner's all Jessica heavy, and he's, like, okay, like, let's switch it up. Like, let me spread my Jessica stuff out. Mm-hmm. So, again, there, he's, Nick's being thoughtful this episode. Then we see Jessica's backstage at the Today Show. She's having the finishing touches done on her hair and makeup. This is our first introduction of Ken. I can't. I'm not going to say okay. his last name. Is it? It's Pavez, right? Ken yeah. Pavez. Some people say Paves, and I don't think that's... That's the American pronunciation? Yeah. I think but, it's Pavez. I've yeah. heard some people say it differently, but I think it's Ken Pavez. That's how I right. say it. So we get our first introduction of Ken. Doing her hair. Fabulous hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Has been with her since the very beginning and is still with her. Thankfully. BFFs. <laughs> and Ken, you do a great job. Jessica's hair always looks amazing and will you please do my wedding? I don't have a date planned or I'm not engaged, but I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> when the time comes, you be ready. So I actually love this scene too. This is another scene I always remembered because my mom Mom is so much like Tina in this scene. Aww. Tina brings a fan in the room who works at, I guess, NBC. Right. And she says, oh, like she's being shy, Jessica. And so Jessica turns around and says hi to her. And they just chat for a couple of seconds. And then Jessica says, nice to meet you. And says goodbye. And the girl says goodbye. And like, nice to meet you. Oh, you can come in. She's being shy, Jess. Hi. How are you? Good, thanks. What's your name? Katie. Katie. Nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks. How long have you been working here? Um, Just a week. Oh, really? Summer. Good. Nice to meet you. You're very welcome. Nice to meet you. Thanks. Jess, nice welcome. to meet you. I said Bye. nice to meet you first. <laughs> Jimmy, is so bossy when it comes to fans. She's like, say hi. Do this, do this, do that. I already did it. I already said hi. I said nice to meet remember. you. She goes, Jessica, she said nice to meet you. Because I said it. God. Relax, woman. And then Joe almost calls her a bitch. Yeah. I didn't love this, Joe. No, but like his facial expression as he says it was just like something else. You're a little not very nice today. And it sounds like he's about to say bitch. Or like bitchy, but then he's like, yeah, isn't being that nice today. (laughs) I actually was thinking about how cute it is because at this point, she's still 22 years old. Which that's mind blowing to me. She's a few weeks away from turning 24. Nope, 23. Right. <laughs> I, I know how to count. Don't worry. Now that I'm older than 22, I realize how young 22 is. Whereas yeah. when I saw this, I was like, she's so old. She's like a grown up. And I think it's so cute that her parents are with her all the time because to them, I mean, think about how fast time flies. That's like their baby still. So the fact that they're there with her all the time, I just think is so sweet. And it probably did contribute to her having a more stable 
journey through fame than some celebrities do because your family's always right there and you have Joe calling it out and being like girl you're not being that nice right now that's your mother you know I mean who knows what else he said or or whatever and you do have Tina saying like Jessica you need to say nice to meet you like you, you know what I mean and I think that that's really important my mom is very similar to this in that I was raised very strict manners so if someone handed me something and I waited more than 0.3 seconds to say thank you 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 like and she still does it to me especially if my aunt or something sends me a gift oh my god the amount of texts I get did you say thank you did you send a thank you did you say and I'm like mom if someone hands me a grenade I will say thank you okay like you have (laughs) you have pounded this into my mind and I do notice that sometimes when I'm at restaurants or if I'm in any situation where there's someone's like serving me I mean I must be annoying to them and I'm like every single thing thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you because like my mom's in my head every move they make if they turn to their left I'm like thank you yeah (laughs) I mean and it's probably a little too much at this point I feel like that particular scene made me feel closer to Jessica because my parents are similar I guess and like it was just very real yeah again (laughs) then we get a quick clip of Nick Drew and Josh bringing up a dresser up the stairs it's like maybe like 15 seconds who's Josh I didn't even know that was his name the only reason why I know that is because the next scene is Jessica and then it goes back to them and then they're all high-fiving like way to go Josh so like I don't know if it's a friend but like you don't even see his face really like it was just very brief but I don't know he helped move heavy things and I can't lift heavy things so I feel like it deserved a mention yeah and they only got that one Nick in the wall I guess which yeah. Nick was happy about so then we see a few clips of her on the Today Show, which Julie and I tried to find this I could not video. find it anywhere. We could not find it. If anyone has the video, we really want to see the interview. Actually, if anyone has any interviews from before Newlyweds premiered, but like after the Irresistible era, because there's really not, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's there's really pickings. not. Which is a mistake because she should have been out there doing that so that she could have promoted this book and then her book signing would have been more well attended and she would have needed someone to, you know, hold up her wrist with ice like Hillary Clinton. But that happened later, I'm sure. (laughs) Actually, do you remember during Open Book, before it came out, Jessica kept posting those pictures of her signing all the pages and she kept posting how many pages she was signing. And she herself probably had that same wrist issue I think a lot of people do that so Jessica is really cute in the interview clip that they show can stop touching me 10 9 8 7 6 5 you're staying I I loved the whole wedding process like I loved it so much I wrote a book about it yeah well how how is married life treating you I absolutely love it I don't know how anyone could not buy this book. I didn't because I was a kid. But all you adults, uh, answer for this. Please, <laughs> why didn't this book do better? <laughs> or even it's cute because before the interview, she's like, wait, which camera do I look at? Like, it's just, oh, yeah, just yeah. like more wholesome Jessica moments. I like seeing the behind the scenes of how stuff like that goes. Yeah. So they're staying at the Parker Meridian. And again, with the editing, she's wearing the same outfit from when they went shopping at Taka, which happened days before this. Right. Why is the scene here? I mean, I guess they didn't have anything. I don't know. It's weird why couldn't they just put this scene in after the taka shopping trip it would have just made more sense because at this point we've already established that she's in new york so it's like why is she now confused and lost looking for her her hotel room yeah 
I don't know. Maybe they, they just added it in. I mean, they still could have added it in the right place, but maybe it's just like, oh, Jessica's being silly again. We need to put this in. I feel like that's what it was. They were trying to make it seem like it was a different day and that she's just like, oh my gosh, like not paying attention and can't mm-hmm. find her hotel room. Yeah. But I think it was cute. I We all do things like that sometimes where mm-hmm. something's right in front of us and we don't see it. But I thought it was funny how she was just walking around, putting her key in every single room because she couldn't figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. I was just waiting for someone to open the door and be like oh my god hello (laughs) hi jessica you're jessica simpson yeah yeah and then jessica goes to visit the the firehouse oh yeah that was awesome this is only less than two years after 9-11 so these guys i'm sure they lost people right in that ladder because so many firefighters were lost and i know a lot of celebrities were doing this kind of stuff around this time they would just stop by to say thank you and just like chat with them for a few and they looked very happy to see jessica i mean come on (laughs) i mean especially a guy or anyone who's attracted to women i'm sure is like oh my god but jessica's always doing stuff like this for people who are of service she does those USO tours. She's done so many of them. And you can tell that she really spends time with these people. And it's not just like, oh, hello, I'm here to take a few pictures. And- yeah, and on my way out. Like, she was having pretty long conversations with them. And it, I think it was really funny that Jessica puts on the jacket and she puts on the helmet. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's so heavy. <laughs> she's so cute in that yeah. scene. I think one of them tells her to, like, get on the pole or something. Right, let's go down the fire pole and she's like no gonna break an ankle or something i wonder why they would ask her to do that very curious weird anywho (laughs) (laughs) so then jessica goes home Mm -hmm. and we don't actually see her so they're not allowed to go upstairs without nick and jessica's consent so they don't but the mic is on and they're filming from downstairs and you see nick carry her suitcase up the stairs which was nice i mean that's bare minimum stuff but i know we do have some nick fans that follow us and we appreciate you listening to our podcast and following us even though we constantly disparage Nick. You must really enjoy the rest of our podcast because we're constantly dissing him but we do point out the moments where he does things that are nice and I think his tone was really funny when he walks into the bedroom and he's like hey baby yeah like like, did I, you see what I did? I feel like if this is in so many sitcoms where like somebody has just done something wrong and then they're like, hi. Yeah, how are <laughs> you, you know? feeling? And she is not feeling good, people. Nope. Hey, baby. How are you? So you don't like the office? I think it's cool. What else? You don't like the paintings where they're hung? They're guyish. I asked you when I bought them. And like I everything else, you know, say any other time, down the road you say something. Anyway, since you don't agree with anything I ever say, let's just go downstairs. What are you gonna say? Nope. Huh? Nope. You handle it. You figure it out. Oh my god. Nope, I'm done with it. They have a nothing fight about it. Or I mean, it's not a nothing fight, but I feel like this is just, she just got home from a long day. She's just tired. She hasn't been home. And that's one of the things Jessica brings up when they're fighting. She's like, I haven't been home in two months. So I guess she probably just got off the plane, took a shower, and then went to go lay in bed. And then he went up there, I'm guessing, is what happened. Because, like, the way it sounds is that's what happened. But Nick was like, oh, did you see what I did? And she, I guess, didn't want to discuss it at the moment. Like, just wanted to come home and relax. And he kept, like, asking about it. Well, I think also she was just mad. Like, she probably walked in and saw everything. And was like, okay, you know. I feel like if she had a little time to decompress first, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. 
but I couldn't even really tell exactly what they were saying in the room like it I got the general sense but it wasn't as clear and then Nick like huffs and puffs and he leaves and she says something like why are you leaving why are you walking away and he's like nope you handle it and I'm like handle what now I hate that I think that in situations of if you're possibly about to get violent, then yes, walk away. But that wasn't what was happening. No, I so, just feel like even like I do not like confrontation, but even sometimes like if someone's really poking me about something and I don't want to talk about it, I'm like, listen, we are going to talk about it. I want to cool down first so I don't say anything right. in, the, in the moment, yeah. but we'll get to it. That's different if you're just like, hey, I need a moment and then we'll get back to this. But yeah. once again, he didn't do that. Then they're downstairs. Jessica's like chases after him, which girl... Don't do that. She goes, I still love you. I still love you. What the hell is that supposed to be? No, I, mean, I still love you in spite of what? I still love you in spite of what? You're decorating. Well, then you get off your ass and do it. Yeah. And she is trying to be nice, but that offends him. Because he, in his mind, he's like, of course we still love each other. Yeah, like, what like, are you saying? You love me in spite of what? Yeah, and I do understand where he's coming from on that one because you shouldn't have to reassert, well, don't worry, I still, even though you did this, I still love you because it's like, what he did is not great, but it's not... It's not like he bought a home without her consent. <laughs> it's you know? not like a divorce thing, you know? Right. I mean, obviously, eventually it became that because we there were there. so many things one after the other. Right. I don't like when men use the word bitch in any tones. Like, he keeps saying that she's bitching about it and she's bitchy and all that kind of stuff. I've been here working my ass off for like the last three days. Baby, I'm not... do is come home and bitch about it. I'm not bitching. You're bitching in your own non-bitchy kind of way. But in reality, you're bitching. You just won't directly come out and say you don't like it. You'll beat around the bush with it. I, like, loved her this whole fight. I thought she had complete control of how she felt. She didn't freak out. She didn't get too mad. She wasn't mean. She was just very kind of the same way that she was in the restaurant at the beginning. That She was just very firm. And she was just like, I'm not bitching. And I love that she was standing up to him. She – and he goes, well – you're bitching in your own, like, non-bitchy way. Yeah, like being passive-aggressive. I guess it was good for him to point out, like, okay, you're not being bitchy, but in your own way, yeah. you're doing that. Like, he basically just didn't have the right word for it. So I feel like, yeah, he'd have said, like, you're not being a bitch, but you're nagging quite a bit. And one thing I didn't like that she said is, so when they're sitting down outside, mm -hmm. her hair is wet and he's drinking a beer and she goes, are you done? And I hate when people say that in fights. I think that is so rude because it implies that like you're carrying on yeah. if it wasn't for you this whole thing wouldn't have happened so are you done I'm fine I'm not even upset but are you done and I just think that's like that's probably the one thing she said in the fight that I was like okay she's instigating it yeah you know like she's instigating it further rather than like calming it down mm -hmm. which because Jessica's Jessica I kind of feel like she maybe wasn't trying to but like subconsciously she yeah. was I think she also could have been coming from the place of like well, are we done? Like, yeah, like, can we just put this to rest? Yeah. But I think the way she just using the, that specific verbiage wasn't the best way to go about it. Yeah. But I hate his whole attitude during this. Like, he's, first of all, he's gaslighting her. 100% he's gaslighting her because, in my opinion, here's my interpretation of this. He wanted to decorate. He was going to decorate no matter what, but he wanted to frame it in a certain way so that he could basically get away with it. Because he's saying to her, he said, oh, I've been working my ass off and you just waltz right in. So he's framing it like, I'm the hero. I worked so hard. I put in hours and labor. You didn't do anything. You just waltzed in. How dare you criticize? And it's like, actually, she didn't waltz in. She was working. 
Right. It's not like she was sitting or not even sitting. Like she was out shopping all day and Nick had to do everything on his own. Right. If she had said like, oh, hey, I'm doing a spa weekend with my girlfriends. And he was like, oh, I thought we were going to do the house. Like I really want to get it done. That would have been different. That would have been waltzing in. She has a schedule. She has to work for a living. This Mm -hmm. is what she's doing. It wasn't waltzing in. Like the fact that he tried to frame it as though he's this big great husband because he took a step to do this was not fair you done no i'm trying to help you out and give you a closet the way you want it nick i know you're trying to help me out but you're trying to do it your way i think you have the slightest clue how much work i've been doing right i here. understand that nick but you, you don't even waltz in and, and because i waltz into a house that's been totally decorated without me saying oh yeah that looks cute there you take it so personal, Nick. You're not, I it's mean. because you're bitchy about it. You come in and you say the little comments. After I've been working my ass off. Now, I also can understand the perspective of, I just wanted to get this done. Right. If it was me, I would have said, I understand you wanted to help me. But the fact is, I was home and you were not home. And I just wanted to get this done. If you want to change anything, let me know. And I will work on it with you. And like, we can change it. But in the meantime, rather than everything just sitting for months and months while we both are busy, I just wanted something done. I just wanted some semblance of a house and I'm open to it being changed. Now, he could have said that and they didn't show it, so. Right, and that's what I was just going to say. Like, I see both sides of it where I get where Nick wanted just things done. But at the same time, there was no changes that he made or, like, no decorations that he did that can't be undone. It's not like he painted the entire house. He didn't screw something into the wall or, like, damage something severely. And he's just such a baby. Like, when she asked him to stop saying fuck and he says, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, it's like, like, what is that contributing positively to this conversation? always something wrong with whatever I do. There's Baby, would you stop it. saying No. God. Your fans are going to be like, what the hell? Yeah. Even and- though that's not even what happened because during this time, people kept saying Jessica was annoying and lazy and messy and Nick, how could he deal with her? Yeah. It was a different time. We get one of... The last Jessica-isms this episode where she complains how there's so many holes in the wall. We don't know how true that is. We just saw the one. Mm -hmm. But then Jessica's like, we're going to have to rewall the house. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, his reaction is mean. But see, I think that's cute. To me, if I was really mad at someone and they said something like that, I probably would laugh and be like. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, come here. Give me a hug. Like, it's over with. I mean, you're just so stubborn. Like, you have to do everything. Oh, yeah, I'm you have the only to even one move yourself here in, in here and put holes all in our wall. We're going to have to, like, rewall our house. <laughs> There's, like, gashes from where you, you moved the stuff just, in. Bleh, 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 bleh. It's coming out of your mouth. You don't even know what you say. Rewall our house? I don't know. What the hell is that? I don't know. He says something like, he's like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you don't even know what you're saying right now. Like, rewall the house? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. You know what it means, Nick. The thing is, I appreciate that she doesn't feel the need to be like, I have to think about everything that I'm saying and be super intelligent in this conversation. It's like, no, she's just expressing what she feels. Yeah. And she didn't, she couldn't think of the right word at the moment. Yeah, so like, she probably didn't know, like, oh, we're gonna have to spackle the walls. Right. But like, come on, right. give her a break. And I love how she's open about, she's just like, I don't know how to design a house like I don't know how to do it what I what I want ultimately is for a designer to come in and do it all why do we have to hire someone to do everything like why can't we just do something ourselves because I don't have time Nick I don't know if you've noticed but I haven't been at this house in two months you haven't had to do anything so what what time do you need you tell me where to put it I'll put it there baby I don't know that's I'm not a designer I don't know what looks good and she's just 
admitting and she's not trying to be pigheaded and being like I have all these ideas and I want to do this and I would do that she's just like no I genuinely don't know what to do so I need help I need a designer yeah he calls her a brat and then a spoiled brat and she points out I'm spoiled but I'm not a brat brat I'm not a brat you're a spoiled brat so what if I'm spoiled you're a spoiled brat but I'm not a brat I am not I'm a nice girl you're a bratty girl I treat you very nice which I think is important because that's not the first time she said that either though to him which makes me happy the whole point of someone not being spoiled I mean besides the fact that like as they move on in life they probably won't be as spoiled so it's not good to spoil children when they're young because then they get out into the real world and they're stunned by the fact that people don't cater to them that's part of it but the main thing is like you don't want to spoil children because you don't want them to be brats you don't want them to be rude you don't want them to demand certain things right and be entitled exactly and she's not like that yes she was spoiled and I mean I don't even know how spoiled she really was because she grew up with a sister so she had to share a lot of stuff with her and they weren't rich or anything no it's not like Joe and Tina were multi-millionaires and Jessica just didn't do anything right I think that it's not so much that she was spoiled it's that she received so much attention from them they were so hands-on where I feel as though Nick was more of the kid that he's also older so this is more of like an older generation too. The parents would just say like, go outside and play. <laughs> you know, like you're on your own. And he had a brother. So I just feel like it's different. And I don't feel like she was so much spoiled in the sense of like, well, I want a dress now or something like that. Because she's just not like that. She's just such a sweet person. So I think for her, it's kind of okay that she's spoiled because she doesn't treat anybody incorrectly. Yeah. So then she leaves and he goes, you're going to leave me here to drink a beer by myself? And I was like, Nick, you literally just told her to leave you alone because mm-hmm. she says, oh, I hate you right now. And he goes, good, leave me alone. Get out of here or something. So and then which is it, Nick? Yeah. Why are you mad that she left? I don't understand. So I'm going to read a excerpt from Jessica's hit book open book because she directly references this calamity of a fight so jessica says the first real fight the cameras caught was about him decorating the house while i was away it seems so dumb i actually don't agree with that i don't think it, it didn't seem dumb to me it seems so dumb but it was about much larger issues in our marriage i had been away for something like two months and i didn't so much resent him decorating without me as i wanted to be able to focus on my career and have a nice home but i had no time off To have the home I wanted to give Nick, I needed to bring in professionals to help. Nick didn't want that. I'm sure a lot of women have been caught in that bind of having it all while trying to be all to somebody. Mm. So this to me shed a lot of light on this. He's pressuring her to be a good housewife, but she feels insecure because she doesn't know how to decorate the house. She's feeling like, what if I do it and it's not everything he wants? It's not traditional in the way that he wants. I need a designer to help create the thing that he wants me to be. Right. But he won't let me do that. So I have to do it myself, but I don't even have time to tie my shoes. Never mind decorate a house. That just reveals so much because she felt pressure to be the perfect housewife. And that's what this really was all about. Whereas like, if you just watch the episode, you might think it was more, she just wants the house the way that she wants it. And that's where she's coming from. But in actuality, sure, she had her own opinions and wanted it the way she wanted it, but she wanted it to more be good for Nick. 
That's what I meant before when I said like it was a nothing fight. Like it's not that they weren't, they were fighting for no reason, but it was just the real root of this fight wasn't what they were actually fighting about. Yes, that's what she says, that it was about much larger issues in the marriage. Yeah. Throughout that fight, the closer we got to the real issue, the more frightened I became. I was very aware that the crew was dancing around us, silently getting all the angles, When I get scared, I freeze, so they had to hustle to create a feeling of action. When Nick accused me of being a spoiled brat, I knew how to handle that one. I knew I was spoiled, and I was working on that. But then, when he said, go away and leave me alone, I slipped. Mm -hmm. I am away, I said. I'm always away. He tipped his head back just slightly, and a realization moved across his face like a storm cloud. Oh, boo-freaking-who, he spat. You know what? Sob, sob, sob. Like I'm not doing the same shit you are. Don't say it, Jessica, I thought. Too real. Too real. But it was out of my mouth before I could stop it. I said, you're not doing half of what I'm doing, baby. Oh, now we're into this now, he said, reaching for his Miller Lite. You think you're getting it all figured out. Baby, I'm not trying to act like I have it all figured out, I said, aborting the mission. I was too afraid of wounding his ego, so I said I would hire him to do stuff and pay him with sex. Talking about our sex life was a classic way to get the crew distracted from some issue. That was always something they seemed to react to and would use to lighten up a plot. I got up and went into the couch. (laughs) Went into the couch. To Narnia. Um, (laughs) I got up and went to the couch to sad watch TV while Nick finished his beer outside. When he came to pick me up and carry me to bed, I distinctly remember wondering if someone had told him to. If that was true, it was just too sad. Too real. Hate me right now. Good, go away, leave me alone. I am away, I'm always away. Oh, boo freaking, you know what? Sob, sob, sob. Like, I'm not doing the same you are. You're not doing half of what I'm doing, baby. Oh, now we're into this now, huh? You think you got it all figured out? Baby, I'm not trying to act like I have it all figured out. I'm complaining about the money to get a designer. That's all I'm complaining about. And I just will hire you. That's fine. Well, how am I getting paid if you're hiring me? In the bed. I want to raise with extra benefits. What are those? You know what I'm talking about. So, at this point, Jessica doesn't even know if the producer outside said to Nick, why don't you go inside and pick her up? That's romantic. That sucks that you have to wonder, are my husband's actions his own or is he being told by a producer to do something? Yeah. Jessica, girl, you deserved better. Always have and always will. Always will and you got it. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. So that's basically the end of the episode, right? Yeah, that was it. Like, and that's the thing. It's just kind of like ends on a weird note. There's really no like solid resolution or anything to it. Mm Mm-hmm. So... That was weird. Yeah. And I I think also the book, again, just, I wish there was, I wish she wrote about every episode this way. (laughs) Because it really, the part where she says that she aborts the mission because she's too afraid of wounding his ego. I mean, how many times does a woman just shut her mouth because she Mm -hmm. knows that if she says something that's not even that bad, but to the fragile male ego, it'll just cause a weeks-long battle. Yeah. And it's like, it's just not worth it. Or like bringing something sexual into the conversation. I mean, I know she did that more for the cameras, but I feel also like Nick is always saying, well, I used to get laid more. That's why I was a better husband or whatever. You know, she's probably trying to just be like a little sexy and be like, well, you know, I'm not going to outright say it, but like if you just 
listen to me, then maybe you would get some of what you want too, you know? It's yeah. just, ugh, makes me sad. But and and she's 22. That's what kills me. She's yeah. 22. Like, think about what decisions you were making at 22 to 23. That's like, so, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, on to happier things. Yes. Let's do the fashion segment. <laughs> it's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. This is fun for me. And we have a lot of outfits to talk about. Many. So I actually did a poll about the outfit for our Instagram. Ashley and Jessica follow us. And so she wears two outfits in this episode that are kind of like the main outfits. Mm -hmm. One of them is the blue dress from the Today Show. It's like a v-neck button-up dress. It's baby blue. Well, it's like kind of like periwinkle. Yeah. And... Ken did her hair really nicely. It's in a ponytail, like a medium ponytail with that like big bang. Like swoop. Yeah. So beautiful. It looks so good and her highlights look just perfect. And then there's the other outfit from the book signing, which I really love her hair here too. It's hard for me to choose. And she's wearing this black flowy halter and then jeans and this big thick belt. And so I asked our lovely listeners, followers, friends, which one they like better. Mm Mm-hmm. 34% said the black top and jeans and 66% said the blue dress. Wow, I'm with the the minority. I don't know. I just feel like that was like her hair parted in the middle and like the big curls. If we're doing just the outfit, I probably would pick the black top and jeans. Right. Because I think the blue dress is just, it's kind of plain. I really like the color. Yeah. But I don't know. It's hard for me to choose between the hair because the hair is a little different from what they normally do. So I really like seeing her like that. And then I feel like the black top and jeans and that, her hair there, the curls, is more classic Jessica. Yeah. And honestly, this conversation doesn't matter because she always looks great. That's true. <laughs> it's like, whatever. But before we get to the rest of the fashion, I probably should do these other polls. So I also asked, do you like the way the newlyweds home was decorated throughout the series? 56% said yes. 44% said no. I said no. I mean, it's it doesn't do anything for the house. When they decorated, it didn't make the house nicer to me. Yeah. It didn't make it cozier. I'm just kind of like, eh. Like, the decoration, it was okay. Like, I'm pretty, like I said, like I mentioned before, like the six vases or the five vases on the table, that was overkill. Like, I'm very much like a minimalist. So I feel like what you can see, I'm okay with, but it's also not anything exciting. It wasn't inspiring. And for someone as creative as Jessica, I feel like she probably, she should have hired a designer, you know, but she didn't to make him happy. And it's like, did he love the decor? I feel like he just kind of did it to do it. And I was like, well, this is what we already have. So it's here. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like a lot of brown and I don't know. It's very masculine which that's it was. not inherently a bad thing but like if she wanted to do I mean not that it was that trendy at the time but like if she wanted to do like a lighter blue accent wall mm-hmm. yes I love accent walls <laughs> I have one in my kitchen I actually I wouldn't say I'm a minimalist but I like sleek modern looks with like pops of color or pops of something that is not minimalist I don't like the over the top everything, but I like having one or two things like an art piece or a certain thing in the room that stands out and isn't minimalist. So I just would have liked to see something like that in there, like something with a little more personality or something more Jessica. She actually wrote in her book that when she divorced Nick, he was living in the house, she wasn't, and then... 
one day she went with her mom to go get all of her stuff and she ended up taking almost nothing except like sentimental things and stuff like that because she didn't feel like the house was hers. She felt like it was a hotel. She was barely ever in there. Mm -hmm. She didn't get to decorate it how she wanted. They filmed a show in there so it felt more like a set. And That's sad. It's sad. Like, I mean, she was living in this house for a few years but she barely even lived in it anyway. So... Yeah, it's supposed to be their home. So I also asked, was it okay that Nick decorated the house without Jessica just to get it done, even though she asked him not to? 87% said, of course not. Yeah. 13% said, Nick paid me to say yes. <laughs> because why else would you say yes? I mean, you have to be getting paid. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're coming from the perspective of what I said before and like what you said too, like it's, he just wanted to get it done and he was more coming from the perspective of like, I just want to do this and... Let's just get it done or nothing's going to get done. Right. And I do understand that. I do understand it being like, okay, it's either going to be perfect how she wants it or it's going to be nothing done at all again. So let me just do it. Right. So I see where you're coming from, people, but I'm with the 87%. Of course not. (laughs) What is a more basic rule of any relationship, whether it's romantic or not? If someone says, please do not do this and you do it, I feel like it's not really arguable. It's disrespect. Yeah. So let's get back to the fashion. Yes. (laughs) One of the other things we see is uh, Jessica in her gray sweatshirt and bucket hat when they're at the barbecue restaurant. She wears a lot of bucket hats, this girl. Yeah. And then she has another gray sweatshirt. She has the Gap one. Right. And then I think she's wearing like black pants or like dark wash jeans with that. Mm Mm-hmm. And she also, the first scene, she has another juicy tracksuit on. It's brown, but not the same brown as the other one from when she used the bathroom. Right. (laughs) Um, So it's like a, it's like a lighter brown. Right. I swear she had every color. And And then another iconic appearance of her like knitted wrap. Yes. She found so many outfits to wear with this thing. It's amazing. (laughs) She's wearing all white, which, oh my God, I wish I had the faith in myself to do that because I would get it dirty so fast. She's wearing like a white tank top, white jeans, and then has the pop of color of the shawl and then her bag, which is the Louis, the the multicolor Louis. And I really like that outfit. She She looks really, it's the perfect outfit for just walking around shopping you it know it looks really put together but also effortless at the same time mm-hmm. so I appreciate that she wore another iconic 2003 thing which is the down dog couture yes I saw so many of those juicy was always too expensive for me to just like ask my mom or dad for a top because the tops were like $50 or something right but so that made me of course want one really bad because I knew I couldn't have one they would be willing to spend it on the track suits because it was I wore them to school I wore them at home I wore them to practice I wore them to my friend's house it was like I got so much use out of them that the bottoms would fray so that was different but like the tops they were like lol you know and so I wanted a down dog couture so bad they also had that classic one that Britney wore that said dump him yes that's the one I wanted (laughs) (laughs) the her denim jumpsuit yeah she wears the firehouse actually is it is it denim or black? I thought it was black. The one I was watching, it looked denim, but I could be wrong. It's either really dark denim or black. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're still going to sleep fine, not knowing exactly what material it was. But Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they're in 
Taka, she tries on that tan shirt and skirt. The one she says she looks like um, a librarian. I'm so glad she didn't buy that. Yeah. I like the skirt, but I think you would need to wear a white top with it to match those little circles. I wouldn't do monochromatic with that. Like, I wouldn't. And by the way, they were two different beiges. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. I also thought the top didn't really do anything for her. And I think the skirt was okay. I just would have paired it with something else. And then I don't think that there's any other outfits, but... That, the, like, black shirt and sweat she's wearing when she's fighting with Nick at the end, but that's about it. Right. In the taco scene, she's wearing this really cool amethyst necklace. It's this really big amethyst stone, and I love that, and I want a necklace like that. Not her birthstone, but I wonder if she was wearing it for any type of reason, like, for what it represented, or she just thought it was pretty. Yeah. I don't know. So I think that's going to conclude our fashion segment. Yeah. It was overall a good episode for Jessica Fashion. I think so. Because this episode is the one where her book comes out. Yes. Her first book, I Do, Achieving Your Dream Wedding. I thought that I would buy it for the very first time. <laughs> and I did. I got it on Discover Books. This is not sponsored, but it was $5. And it's a very nice hardcover book with beautiful pictures in it. So it was quite the bargain. They had other ones on there. So if you're looking for it, I recommend that you get it from them. Because I guess it just, it's not in that much demand because people don't have taste. But right. what do we expect? One thing I didn't realize is that Jessica didn't actually write this book. She makes little comments along with Tina. Okay. So it's in a different color. And then it says either JS or TS. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who actually wrote the book because it just says Jessica Simpson and then the title and then it says with photography by Joe Businick. Okay. He did a fantastic job by the way. I mean really. So I'm just going to go through a few things. I didn't read the book cover to cover because I am not planning a wedding and a lot of it honestly is not boring but to me because I'm not planning a wedding. I just didn't want to read every detail on tips about the cake, tips about the invitations. But I did read all the little parts that Jessica put in or that Tina put in and I read the parts that said specifically what Jessica and Nick chose. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't read all the tips. Some of the tips were good though. Like some some were interesting. And Jessica definitely made an effort in this book. They point out a lot of money saving tips. Which I thought was really good. Because obviously Jessica and Nick did have a budget. It was much higher than most of ours. But they did have a budget. I mean I'm sure we've talked about it many times. You can see how frugal Nick is. And also Jessica at the time. Yes she was very successful and had money. But if you're a celebrity you can very easily blow like millions on a wedding. Yeah. And I don't think they had that kind of money so I think they did use some of these budget tips and then if you're obviously have a more normal salary than a pop star it could really come in handy so in general if you're planning a wedding I do recommend buying this but the biggest reason to buy it is the pictures I figured that by now most of the pictures would be online and they're not some of them are I had seen a few of them before but oh my gosh there are so many great pictures in this and I mean mostly of Jessica and Ashley and Tina. And there's just pictures of little things that they did that I just didn't realize. So there's actually an opening to the book which I thought was so interesting for one major line. It's kind of like why Jessica wrote this book. And it says, loving my husband was never meant to be a private emotion. Which I thought was interesting. Because most celebrities are kind of like the opposite. They're just like, stay out of my life and I'm not going to talk about my wedding or my husband or wife or whatever. And I love that she wanted to share that with the world and share that with her fans. And so she basically just, the foreword is her talking about how it's the most amazing day of your life and all of that kind of stuff. And she had dreamed of it forever. And Tina used to read Cinderella to her at her 
her bedtime and even though that's not like realistic or whatever she still wanted to have her own fairy tale and that was this one thing I didn't realize I don't think I knew this Jessica actually wrote a song for Nick it was called my love and she didn't sing it she wrote it with Trina Harmon who I'm not sure I should have googled this person but she collaborated with her on the song, so I assume she's a musician or lyricist of some kind. And the lyrics are in the book. I'm not going to read them because I just feel like it'll be awkward if I'm like <laughs> romantically being like, my love, da 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 But it's called My Love and it's very, very sweet. I'll post it on our story so you guys can read it if you don't have this book. And Nick and 98 Degrees performed My Everything. Nick actually wrote that song about Jessica. Oh, that's right. And we talked about that in... Like two episodes ago? Right. So Jessica had her wedding dress handmade by Vera Wang. Casual. But she includes... Now, I don't know who wrote this. Somebody else wrote this with her. I guess it's just a ghostwriter. This person that helped her write the book helped put in all of these tips. And so something I didn't know, which I just thought would be interesting to include, is that if you find a wedding dress that you really love and it's too expensive, you can hire your own personal seamstress to make it for you and it will be less. Which I thought commissioning a wedding dress from an independent person would probably be more, but apparently it's not. So I feel like I might do that. It's not going to be Vera Wang because I feel like she probably charged a little bit more <laughs> than off the rack. Right. But you know, if you haven't seen Jessica's wedding dress lately, please Google it because it's such a beautiful wedding dress. It's so intricate. It's so detailed. And with this and a lot of other things, I keep wondering, where does all this stuff go? I mean, I'm sure Jessica has it, right? But it's not like she's going to pass it on to Maxwell because that wasn't her father. Right. So I just wonder, like, I feel like whatever super sentimental pictures she has, like, granted, yes, yeah, she did free Mary and has new pictures with Joe. But if there's a picture that she's really attached to, I'm sure she has it just in storage somewhere. Or maybe Joe has it kind of, like, tucked away. Yeah, I could imagine her displaying some of the pictures that are not involving Nick. You right. know, like there's such cute pictures of her and Ashley in here and I could definitely see them being out. Okay, there's one really horrible part of this book, which is they talk about the bridesmaids and how when you are picking your bridesmaids dresses, you need to consider what their bodies look like and what will look good on each body, which that's kind of like borderline. But it details how to mask a large waist, how to hide heavy thighs, and focus <laughs> on necklines because it draws attention away from trouble areas. I know Jessica didn't write that, but I'm sure she wouldn't approve it to be in a book of hers now. Yeah. It's, she's grown. There's just other things. Like, there was really a million other ways you could have said that, where it's like, my little sister will send me a dress and it has spaghetti straps. And I'm like, girl, like, I have too much junk upstairs <laughs> to wear a spaghetti strap right anything I mean a nicer way to say it would just be consider the tastes of your bridesmaids like does your cousin or whoever usually wear tube top dresses or are they maybe a little bit bigger on top and they won't be able to support that right. without a bra things like that yeah making it more about like it's not wrong that this person is heavy but consider yeah. the shape of the dress like you know what I mean yeah they could have just easily said not all your bridesmaids are going to have the same shape so we like just keep in mind because they're not all the same person different things are going to look better on some than others yeah I just think it's so rude because there's nothing wrong with heavy thighs there's nothing wrong with a larger waist so you don't have to hide it especially when it's your wedding I mean okay so someone's gonna notice that your aunt has heavier thighs okay <laughs> but it's not her day like not saying it, you don't want her to feel comfortable and look pretty but like it's not her day so. yeah and it's not your decision that her thighs are heavy and therefore she'll want to hide them don't right. assume that maybe she's 
not insecure and she's like yeah put me in white pants i don't care i have bigger yeah. thighs <laughs> like, whatever so there were a lot of events leading up to their wedding that mm-hmm. i didn't know about i thought this was interesting jessica had a bridal luncheon that was hosted by her three aunts and that was kind of like the shower type of event mm-hmm. but then ashley coordinated something called a lingerie party for jessica which included a cake that was a pink bustier oh that's cute and the gifts were all lingerie which I thought was funny and it was just like all the girls hanging out having fun at a Mexican restaurant which I thought was I've never heard of that have you heard of a lingerie party no but I like that I like it too let's do it (laughs) (laughs) Nick and Jessica's garden party was the other party that they had that was kind of like a a shower for Nick and Jessica together Mm -hmm. Jessica was registered with Williams and Sonoma she had said that before because she planned to be like she wanted to really give it a go and be her mom in the kitchen with all the kitchen stuff and so Jessica gifts included china and and kitchen items nick was registered at two different stores do you want to try to guess what they are i'm gonna be nice and say one of them was target no no it's too much it's too much stop you're like about to burst into tears from your laughter so this one the first one i'm gonna say i think is like under i didn't know they had a registry and it makes sense it's home depot that makes sense for nick right yeah but the other one sears why Nick Lachey was registered at Sears for his wedding. I mean, why? What like I'm, like, I'm sure they have some nice things there, but I feel like Sears is his bottom level department store. Like I know not all of his friends have a ton of money or things like that, but you could easily go into a Macy's or a Target and have things that are, or even a Bed Bath & Beyond and have things that can fit multiple price ranges and budgets. I just can't. Like, I love how you're trying to be nice and I, I <laughs> you know, it's just not my style. I'm like, okay, Sears. <laughs> like, I can understand if, even if it was like men's big and tall or something, but Sears? Th- that's what I'm saying. Like, it just, I feel like he missed the mark a little bit with that, but that's all right. Also, if you're a rich and famous celebrity, do not register for gifts. Your family and friends do not have that kind of money and if they still want to buy you something, that's fine. Yeah. But I, I really appreciate when celebrities say please do not buy us anything i don't know i just definitely wouldn't register as a celebrity or someone who had that much money i would just be like i know a lot of celebrities what they'll do is they'll say donate to this charity yeah in our name and i think that's great and then if someone still wants to get you a gift or whatever that's cool you know i mean i would appreciate like some dumb gift that references something from our relationship that costs like five dollars yeah but anyway it's the thought. Yeah, can't blame them for wanting some stuff from Sears. <sighs> Deep breath. Um, <laughs> so then they had their rehearsal dinner, which I never knew about this, and I thought this was a really cool rehearsal dinner. So it was a combination of things that both Jessica and Nick loved. Mm-hmm. So Nick chartered a boat, and they had Texas-style barbecue and line dancing. Oh, that's cute. So cute. The dress code was country chic. I love their outfits. I've never seen these pictures online or anything. I'm definitely going to post. They looked Oh my God, so cute. Jessica's wearing a white dress and matching white cowboy boots. And Jessica pointed out that Nick wore cowboy boots for the first time and she couldn't believe it. That's so sweet. In the picture, she's like shocked, you know, and she's like pointing to them. And he's also wearing like jeans and a plaid checkered tucked in shirt. I mean, I've said a lot about Nick in my in this whole podcast and in today's episode. I think that's so cute. And I just love that he went with the theme. They both looked so cute. Like it's just, I think that was the perfect rehearsal dinner. And Jessica would later write in her book about how 
her dad was so mad and was being mean to everyone at this rehearsal dinner because he didn't want her to marry Nick. Oh boy. So it sucks that had to be hanging over it. But honestly, like I don't have any connection to Texas. I don't, I'm not into country stuff, but I feel like even I would love that rehearsal dinner. It just sounds fun. It's different. It's not the same thing of just rehearsing and eating at a boring place. It's like really cute. Nick had a groom's cake and it has a C on it with like spikes coming out of the top because of Cincinnati, the team, but it looks like a Chick-fil-A logo. (laughs) It did. Yeah. I'm glad you agree. (laughs) So Jessica gave bridesmaids gifts to her bridesmaids like many brides do. And she wrote them all a heartfelt letter describing what they all meant to her. And she gave them a belt, bracelet, and t-shirt with each one's first initial on them. And then she also said she gave them drawer sachets, which is that like potpourri to keep your stuff fresh? Like I I don't know what that is. It also, one other thing I found interesting is that... Jessica didn't have Joe marry them, which I didn't even think about that. He's an ordained minister. Yeah. I totally forgot. And the reason was because she wanted him to walk her down the aisle and she wanted him to relax and enjoy the wedding and not be like on duty. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he enjoyed the wedding. (laughs) But it's even a better thing that she didn't have him officiating it because he would have been like having a chip on his shoulder about it. Yeah. Instead, Jessica's lifetime friend Brian performed the ceremony. He's an ordained minister from Texas and they were best friends growing up. They used to stay up all night talking and things like that. So I thought that was really sweet. That is sweet. Jessica was apparently noticeably calm the day of the wedding, more than most brides. People always build it up like, oh my God, so nervous and blah, blah, blah. I just don't know why you would be nervous on your wedding day unless you were not sure about the person, but she was. I mean, even though it didn't end up working out, right? she was definitely sure about him at the time. She's She wrote about that in open book. She was so calm that she had the presence of mind to sit down and write a letter to Nick. And part of it's in the book. You can see her like in the process of writing it. It says like, I waited for this day my whole life. Mm. And she writes it on like the back of an envelope. So it was clearly very impromptu. But I thought that was very sweet. And then remember how I was really curious about who paid for the wedding? Right. So they paid for the wedding. Nick and Jessica paid for it together. That's why they didn't want to spend a lot of money on wedding gifts for each other. So it's a tradition that the bride and groom get each other something to give, I guess, on the wedding day or before. And how they did it was she wrote him a letter addressed to her prince. And it's really nice. She framed it in this frame with the top is a picture of them and then she framed the letter and there's a picture of him opening it and it's really sweet and apparently he was so happy and I thought that was a really that was like a really cute idea and that was another thing where I was like where is that you know like he wouldn't throw it away right maybe in Maybe. maybe in rage or like just when the divorce was happening or something I don't know but like that's such a nice thing I don't know I mean I don't know. Like, if I was him, if when we got divorced, I probably wouldn't hold on to it. You know, like, I'd take, like, one last, like, look at it and just be like, okay, like, and that's something I don't think I would forget if I was him, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd hold on to it. Yeah. Maybe take a picture of it. And- yeah. I don't know. Maybe what I would do is take it out of the frame and save the letter and the picture and just put it in like a shoebox or something and and throw away the display part of it. Nick, if you're listening, (laughs) Ashley and Jessica at gmail.com. What did you do with the gift? minds want to know. Yeah. I'm so curious. (laughs) This other thing that I thought was really cool that they did, I've never heard of this before. And I can't imagine this actually working. I don't know if everybody would actually do this, but they wanted to create a memory quilt so they sent everybody their own patch to embroider 
That's cute. Or write on or decorate however they wanted to. So when I say not everybody would do this, who's gonna embroider something? I mean, I think that is very nice and amazing, but I'm sure most people would just write something. Yeah, like if someone sent me one, I'd be like, ooh, how much time do I have? Because I like all that crafty yeah. stuff, but. Well, this is Miss Jolie Creates, <laughs> at Jolie Creates Instagram. You're an artist. Yeah, but, that's you know, different. Uncle Al from Texas is not embroidering something. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> He'd but, probably like send it back with like a like 100 or something like taped onto it. So it's like gently peel off the tape and keep going. Oh my God, I love that. That's funny. <laughs> So yeah, then they had the quilt made. They had all the pieces patched together into a quilt. And again, who has this? Did she take it when she moved out? Did he take it? Did one of them throw it away? Do they still have it? I mean, I think this she wouldn't throw away because it's all your family members who you still love, obviously, after the divorce contributed. So I don't know. Is that something they argued over? I would want that. I would be like, it's mine. And then the book ends with a final wish from Jessica, which I am going to read because I just think it's a very sweet way to top off this episode. She says, The beauty of love expresses itself throughout many faiths. Something that was read at my wedding and maybe read at yours is St. Paul's famous letter to the Corinthians. It is one of my favorite passages about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Then Jessica continues, Love is the most powerful human emotion, and your wedding celebrates that love. Whether you've been planning it for six months or 16 years, this day holds the promise of a lifetime of happiness. For most of you who have read and reflected upon the chapters of my wedding experience, saying I do is just around the corner. Through all of the chaos and excitement, I urge you to sit back and enjoy the gift of love you have received. I wish you all a lifetime of beautiful wedding memories. Aww. She remains the sweetest, loveliest person ever born. Yeah. And I love this book. I think it is such a good idea. I want to create a book after my wedding. Whether or not anyone buys it is a different story, but... What I think it's so great that there's this very well made, very well planned out record of everything. There's interviews with every person who worked on her wedding from the caterer to the hairstylist, Ken of course, to Vera Wang, to the makeup artist, like everything. I think for someone who does like to document their life and does like to take a lot of pictures and stuff, it just kind of calms me that there's this beautiful record of this day right. that was very important. And even though the, the marriage didn't last, it doesn't really matter I feel like you can or hopefully you're able to compartmentalize that and just enjoy the day for what it was and remember that on this day I was so in love and I was so happy and I planned it out the way I wanted it and it ended up being exactly what I had dreamed of and all that kind of stuff so I think this is a great idea I don't know it's just a really nice thing to look back on yeah and even when I was flipping through it just like some of the like little tips let's say you just really don't have anyone to ask and you don't know where to start this will definitely help you go in the right direction absolutely Jessica just helping us with our lives (laughs) every step of the way okay so we keep forgetting this segment but we are going to remember it from now on It is rating the episode. Yes. What do you think, Jolie? What is your rating for Newlyweds Decorate? Newlyweds Decorate, I rate four cute outfits. (laughs) (laughs) 
Out of five? Yeah, out of five. I think that I didn't like the episode as much. It's a good episode. It was definitely interesting. There's a lot of little moments in it that I think are very telling. And I don't like all the editing tricks. Right. That definitely takes it down a notch for me. And I just hate seeing Jessica get treated this way too. So it's like, I'm definitely not going to enjoy creating the clips for this. But I think I'm going to give it 3.5 out of 5 moments of Jessica scolding her mother (laughs) for (laughs) telling her to say nice to meet you when she's already said it. Okay, so that's fair. (laughs) Okay, now we are going to get into our YouTube comment section where we read some comments about what others thought of this episode mary nine years ago said jessica tina i have something for you it's called a thesaurus which this is something i'm guilty of like if you're just talking casually like you're not trying to be super profound with how you're describing something yeah you're just chilling out shopping with your mom or daughter you're not thinking what is another word i can use to describe this outfit Right. That's just rude. Yeah. Samantha Singh says, how they have that big ass house and nothing fits through the door. (laughs) Ashley said, Joe Simpson and Kris Jenner should hang out and talk about how they like to make money off all their kids. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I hate that because it's like, they're making money too. I mean, they're not forcing them to do anything. Mm -hmm. They're, They're making money for the whole family and they're keeping their money in the family, which I think is... As long as that's a healthy relationship going on, I don't think it's bad. Yeah. Someone said the guy in Taco was kind of annoying the way he was hovering over them while they were shopping. Which... He wasn't. No, I think it was maybe he like came over a couple times. Oh, are you looking for this in a different size or something like that? But it's not like he was breathing down their necks. I agree. He wants to be there so that he can make sure that if they need help, that he's present to help them but i don't think he was too in their face brian palaccio said i cringe every time i see them moving heavy furniture in flip-flops <laughs> good point that's dangerous yeah video pine says you know for a while i used to think of jessica as the stupid one but when nick wanted to move furniture across a ladder over a dangerous pit i started to wonder why i thought jessica was the dumb one <laughs> touche yep Amy Lee says he's emotionally and verbally abusive. Lola Lee says with her new book, this scene has a completely different vibe. Yuck. Obviously talking about the fight. Mm -hmm. So happy she got out of this toxic environment. Me too, girl. BRLB says I would punch him in the face. Such a rude attitude toward his wife. He is so archaic. She is cleverly saying they need to hire a decorator and politely asking him not to decorate. Next thing he does, boom. I can decorate. No need to spend the money. Ah, that type of man. Glad she escaped all day watching football with beer in one hand. (laughs) I mean, he did more than that. Like, you can see in this episode that he's active and stuff, but yeah, still. Cordelia Brown says, did you hear what she said? Nick, there's no magic to be worked. You have none. Ha ha. Good girl, Jessica. She clearly runs the show. She's got the power. Love it. Love you. You go, girl. Yes. That was in line we didn't mention, but that was interesting. I like that. That was funny. (laughs) Mama Bear said... He doesn't like his wife being more successful than he is. 
His ego can't handle it, and she just wants to be accepted and plays dumb to make him laugh and not be mad at her. Recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Christina Davies says, Ugh, God, Nick's annoying. It's like while Jess was busy working super hard all over the country and her career was going up, Nick's salty ass was home and had nothing better to do with his time than to tease Jess and try and make her jealous over the idea that other women want to be with him. Which, okay. that's not really accurate to this episode, but he was just at home not really doing anything. And Jessica was working hard. She was working really hard. I mean... Yeah, she's going out promoting her book like it's not laying brick, but it is, you know, traveling like that, having to engage with so many people and give your energy out to so many people. It is really tiring and it makes total sense that when she came home, she would just want like peace and quiet and not have to be like, oh, you did this thing that I specifically and clearly asked you not to do. Okay. And it's not for anything. Like I obviously don't know exactly what Nick's schedule was like at that time, but like why didn't he go with her? Right. You know? He could have gone. So that's going to do it for us this week on the Ashley and Jessica cast. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with our review of the Newlyweds episode, The Video Shoot. One of my favorite episodes. I think this episode is really interesting. There's a lot in it about the whole process of releasing a first single and doing the video and the contrast between Nick and Jessica's videos. It's delightful. So (laughs) we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to hear from you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Make sure you tell all of your friends who still cannot stop playing autobiography. We feel that. Follow us on Instagram at Ashley and Jessica cast on Twitter at Ashley Jessica cast and send us an email at Ashley and Jessica cast at gmail.com.